Now broadcasting from the Next Gen Conservative Studio in sunny South Florida. Bringing you the latest in politics, current events, and pop culture. This is the Whitfield Report with Sam Whitfield. Hey, what do you know? Our permanent live stream key finally worked. Merry Christmas, uh, everyone. God, I wish I had a soundboard to go, yay. I guess I'll Hold just on. do it. Man- That's like how they I- used to do it manually, right? The old sound effects guy. Just- oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So would, anyway, we have uh we do have a special guest uh joining us tonight that deserves another um, yay mr uh craig mansfield or craig bob uh 99 um, i'm not that special i just say craig i'll do yeah He's got, uh, like, he 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 is um most known for obviously uh, the epic Twitter shit posts that I'm constantly seeing that just make me laugh, and these people just like hate him with a passion that is both unhealthy and unbefitting of their intelligence. You know, I think it's inspiring for alcoholics. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I well, wish I was that have... dedicated to a bad idea. We do have lots of uh, topics to get into here tonight but we also have uh some deep philosophical questions well not philosophical but more like stem i had a stem question that's why i said we needed to invite a stem guy on this is oh yeah yeah oh i was informed that there was a stem related question but it was uh apparently sworn to secrecy i was forbidden from knowing ahead of time well and anybody that watched so last week, prepare for my genuine reaction. Anyone that watched last week is already laughing because they know what the question is oh, and the shit. premise that we invite. Uh, uh, could you could you uh, say why why would we invite you on to ask a STEM question? Right, is because you uh, you have a, a, a somewhat respectable background, I would say. That's fair enough. Yeah. But uh, I let other people brag for me on that kind of stuff. I prefer not to yeah, be able I mean, to because I, I know you're not into that kind, of, so I'm trying not to like go overplay anything. But like, you're a smart guy, you can look him up again. Go find his Twitter, there's more, you know, whatever you want to know. Occasionally, um, there's something about science on there, yeah. It's occasionally, <laughs> it's, it's mostly we're, about everything, but well, um, we're going to, we're going to ask uh, a scientific question, uh, question, but it's going to be right. like a really dumb. It's scientific. the dumbest thing you've ever heard. Uh, I have heard people ask things that are very <laughs> yeah. intelligent. I'll put it like that. So it starts with Bill Clinton's cigar, okay? All right. <laughs> and so, I'll, which I'll, one? Right, right. The first thing I, I did is a lot of the audience is younger and maybe they don't have the finer details of these kind of things. So I was explaining. Okay, that, well, you know, at the start there, you dip the what the end you put in your mouth into a jar of whiskey or a glass yeah. of whiskey. Then you go ahead and you put that in your mouth. Um, right. Your is the word that's operative there. <laughs> that wasn't the question. See, that wasn't the question. We know how that's done. Just for we the just, younger audience. 
we all decided that it was gross, right? But uh, especially that he smoked it, obviously. Like that's the right. that's the punchline that no comedian ever had to write because it really happened and it's like part of the public record. <laughs> but um, what came about letter. from that was uh, the idea of you know uh, could it occur naturally? You see, how much mm. friction would it take to create smoke? You know, in essence, uh, pussy smoke. All right. Well, uh, so a cigar, cigar is uh, it depends on the kind of cigar. If it's obviously wrapped, a cigar being combustible, but I'm talking about doing it manually, like through the sex. Yeah, I, I get it. We're, we're going to get to the point where we get to some to sure, reciprocations sure. per minute here in a minute. We're going to get the RPMs <laughs> uh, or or, uh, or ripums if you want. So, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so you know they have different Rust kinds of cigars. There are those that are there are those that are paper wrapped. Which case the ignition the ignition point of paper is 451 Fahrenheit. It's uh those who've gone through an adequate school might know from the famous novel. Right. Terrible ending to that shitty novel, but you know, famous novel nonetheless. And then uh, if it's seaweed it's wrapped, I don't know what the ignition point is for viscous, that. Viscous thick liquid would certainly be sure. higher than that. Well, that's yeah. the fun thing is is doing the polymer processing. Uh, I have to deal, so you know, deal with like <laughs> Navier Stokes and energy transport and so on. There's this uh, viscous term for heating. For if you if you shear a fluid, it'll heat up. Uh, it'll dissipate energy that way. And for liquids like water, for the most part, it doesn't really matter. But your body does produce a whole bunch of polysaccharides as, uh, in your mucous membranes, and they are non-Newtonian fluids. They are they tend to be uh, shear thinning in general, uh, but you stay, there's still going to be that certain viscosity to it. And uh, you have to shear that thin membrane. Quite hard, but you know, I, I have a feeling that a, a, young, uh, a young energetic man like Bill Clinton could get away with uh, perhaps getting it up speed. These days, with all the medications and such, you know. So on that, on that point, I mean, he he'd have to probably be going at a, a pretty uh, a pretty decent pace. I feel like. I feel like it's hypothetically possible, but you'd probably like break your own back with the force needed to create I think the that. The first thing he'd have to do is make sure that the the uh, we'll call her the pain for uh, for for kindness. Uh, he'd have to make sure the patient was anesthetized because that much friction, that building up, that kind of heat is going to cause significant pain before you get to the ignition point. Right, right, uh, and scalding, it, 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 scalding kind of pain. for the guy as well. I assume. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, though there are those, there are those fire and ice condoms, there might be something to that, you know. <laughs> well, so what what you're saying is maybe uh, like uh, Monica go, might so, not Monica so might not be the right one to ask, but uh, Juanita Broderick might be a better possibly. Oh, oh, oh. I see <laughs> what you did there, Sam, and it hurts my soul, but it's so goddamn funny. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's see. Let's take the average. The average male is around six inches, right? And uh, that's being generous. One, I've seen five. Well, we'll, we'll, go, we'll be nice about it. We'll say the average male is around six inches. Let's say, uh, you know, 5,280 feet in a mile, right? True. Yep. Or we can go, I mean, we can go with nautical miles for sake of brevity, but we'll, we'll stick with that one. <laughs> All right. So that, so we basically will double that. Uh, and that'll get us to our uh, our six inches per mile. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a speed coming in. So. <laughs> Let's the see. Inch, so, uh, how many... the, the inches per mile scale doesn't sound as funny in any other context, by the way. <laughs> So let's let's go. Ahead. So let's say what's what's the average? Uh, be laying miles of pipe out here. So well, that's the question. I mean, we could get to the stacking test too. If she right. uh, she falls off the tower of dicks laid sideways, then uh, and gets hurt, then maybe it's a little too much. Well, we're also just to give you some context. We're also assuming that this happened like. Yeah, on... I told my wife earlier today. This is the funny. You'll laugh, Sam. I was like, you know, what's my commitment to a joke? And she said, what? And I said, we're having an engineer on to discuss the physics of pussy smoke. And she said, yeah, I'm going to be there for that, right? She is. And she's looking at me. But she, she coined the phrase pussy smoke, let us not forget. Oh, yeah, okay. we were using yeah. other terminology, but she insisted on that one. Morpheus, even in the chat, goes hashtag pussy smoke. It, it's yeah. a thing. It's a thing now. Right. So, so we had to get like I I said let's let's go, and then the news just happened to be it's like the funniest news week ever. We got gay sex in the Senate again, well, probably. But, I mean, well, again the, in public, yes. The oldest joke in the book is like, well, we all get fucked there in the ass anyway, right? Was he wearing red, white, and blue on his condom? Yeah. Well, you see that that never really that never arrives lubricated. That's I'll the say this: it's the last bipartisan act in Congress I've seen in a long time. <laughs> what's uh, what what's what's funny too is in the situation we're. Uh, I don't want to know out. about the smoke involved in that process. <laughs> So, all right, so let's see. What, what's your what's your reasonable guesstimate for how many uh, how many ripums the average male does in the middle of coitus? Oh god! How many times is he pounding in per minute? Uh, that's tough. It depends, right? Sure. Depends. I mean, but we're saying it's on average, very, here, averaging so over the whole the thing. Average is probably going to be pretty hard to predict. You know, because you got to go faster than a little bit. You know, back off. Like, yeah. Uh, what is the average per minute? Maybe like five. Whatever she says it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I never thought to count. I was thinking about other things, you see. Five to ten per minute? Per... We can convert units per second's fine. Oh, that seems a little high. <laughs> There's a lot more than that. I think you're think so. yeah, I think it's closer to 60. I think it's okay. once per second is a fair guess. Okay. So okay. That's six in, six out, right? Yep. The old that's in nine. out, as they that's say. Eight. Times two again. So now we've got the, the inches per mile scale as well as the old in out scale. Right. So that's uh that's well, because instead, instead of feet per mile, it's per times two for reasonable. And then if you're going fast or slow, it's probably going to average out to that anyway, right? In the end. So we have the inches per mile, and then uh, we're gonna. So we now have the uh, say sixty thrust per minute, right? The TPM, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> and so, what would you? Say? 
The D scale and yeah, the TPM. We got that. All right. So, all right. So that's 12 inches. That's an in and out 60 times per second or 60 times per minute. That's times 60. That's 720 inches per minute. Divided by the greatest 50, scientists in the world, ladies. Fifty-two eighty divided by two again. That's just the six inches there, and then that should give us my that'll give us miles per minute, right? So yep. multiply that shit by sixty. Well, I get to an hour. You're talking Ooh. about just but over four miles. Hold an on, hour. hold on, hold on. I think there is a variable that's kind of important here, in that wow. you're using the six inches because that's the size of the dick. But you're not always going balls deep, right? So shouldn't the average know. size be like, that. That's why I said five. Actually, I think five accounts for it. Well, no. Let's let's just let's just we, we start we start somewhere and then we can modify. This is called the uh, first approximation, right? So our first our first approximation is that the speed of your uh, speed of your average coitus is going about uh, four point oh nine miles per hour. Four. So just just doesn't sound that half. far off, does it? Sounds almost reasonable. Yeah. Four and a half miles per hour. Yeah, that's not, like it's a good brisk pace, actually. Sure. I'll say healthy for the heart. <laughs> I should know. <laughs> I have heart so, problems. So, uh, <laughs> fair enough. So you know, for foregoing the rest of the uh, the stuff that goes into the formula, there we'll just go ahead and bring it back to very basic stuff for. For shear, uh, shear induced heating. So it's roughly the shear rate squared times the viscosity. Uh, that's roughly going to be the heating rate. But how do we determine the viscosity? Well, no, so the viscosity. We'll just say the viscosity of water is one, and uh, um, it's 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 really it's like uh, what is it? It's point one uh, millipascal. Right? It's 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 one millipascal second is uh, is the viscosity of water. Uh, room temperature. So and then, like, say, you know, uh, molten yeah, HPPE is like 10,000. It's probably going to be negligible uh, difference from water, right? Well, I mean, like I said, there's, uh, well, let's, let's see. Are, are you going in dry or not? Uh, is there lube involved? That does create another variable. Yeah. Again, well, these, are all, these are all non Newtonian fluids unless you're spraying water down there. I mean, it, I mean, it is Bill Clinton. So, I'm going to assume that like so he's going in dry and he's got extra friction from what, how what, rocking but hold on if, yeah yeah if the intent is to, if the intent is to get the friction so high that you create smoke then maybe he is going in dry you know yeah because <laughs> already already the whole like hypothetical experiment is like probably fatal for both parties I think we can all acknowledge this is hypothetical right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so they, they are shear thinning. Oh my god, I've got it would be a picture. This is even better. Transmucosal drug delivery is you're telling me you got I, I've got a goddamn I got a chart. Hold on, sir. <laughs> this is fucking great. See, uh, we're asking I guess. Sure, yeah. Going. We're asking we're asking tough questions here on the field. Yeah. Oh, oh, did something important happen or something? I don't know. Qu question. Qu listen, you're listen not even, you're not even 
you're not even going to get these types of questions on the Alex Jones, you know. Oh, good lord! Yeah, I even so. got. Let's see, on here. Uh, oh well, you can't see the damn legend, but one of the things on this plot. Oh well, actually, no. It points to a line for it. There's a there's a line for cervix, which uh, will be about where we need to be, or at least okay. that's where Clinton wants to be. <laughs> that's amazing that there's a chart for that. I'm sure. Well, that you. Give a doctor a grant, and there's going to be one. True, true. Here's <laughs> no, it's it's, it's relative. It's even relative penetration distance, gentlemen. So uh, it's we're looking at a um, way to small area. dick shame like half the population. By the way, well, that's how averages work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm selling the other half short. See what I did there? So. Uh, so cervix, uh, this, the mucous membrane around, you know, cervix and, and by extension, the vaginal canal thereafter, that's part of the lubrication process there, mm -hmm. uh, is on the order of uh, 200 times the viscosity of water. So that's that's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot more than I thought it was. And then uh, next we need, uh, we need thickness of the membrane because that's how we get the shear rate. And of course, there's data readily available for this. I should have just looked it up, but you know what? I thought the bit was funnier if I actually followed because I said we well, should actually, invite somebody on to talk about this, Sam. <laughs> this this will come in handy later. I, I, there's a chart ready right here that has the thickness of the uh, mucous membrane in the rectum, and the distal colon, and the sigmoid colon. If you get that, well, part yeah, of it. keep keep that up because we got to still talk about the Senate, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Why, uh, not, more why not start the news show with pussy smoke, ladies and gentlemen? The Senate is full of gay sex. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh, vaginal, hide it anymore. vaginal mucus layer. Uh, it's got 10. It says 10 to 15 layers. Turnover time of that is seven days. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, that's, that's discussing the uh, okay mucus surface area, 6 to 10 centimeters squared. Because mm. that's the average. Yeah, when you put it in that terminology, it's pretty. <laughs> it's got a different kind of different uh, uh, flavor to the way that's being described, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it says ten to fifteen layers. How the fuck thick is a layer? That's all I'm asking for here. Uh, oh my well, if if we're talking about Bill Clinton, oh, that... here we go. Characteristics of cervical mucus, which makes it all sound so much more appetizing. Mm. Uh, let's see. So, um, see, abundant, moderate, Ladies. low. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a uh, uh, that's in quantity. It's abundant, moderate, lower, absent, or 100, and then that adds up to 100. So this is this is population statistics now. Uh, in appearance, to be transparent, opaque, or unclean. Apparently they found one of the yeah, population <laughs> test means that there were theoretically thousands, thousands of cases, maybe even more, where um a guy swabbed a girl's pussy to take all of these statistics for measurement, which is consistency is dense what a job. liquid. I like this one though, the consistency, dense medium liquid. And this just to me tells me how much the lady was turned on by the doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I don't think a, that has any fucking relevance. Let's get a, Whatever let's, the hell it was they were studying. Get a clinical moisture test, baby. 
Oh, uh, let's see. Science. Uh, <laughs> the one had Viscosity there, but that's not greatness. And and somehow and somehow we pay for this guy to test chicks' fucking vaginal secretions. Right. That just seems a little bit. Now, seems I'm a little bit cruel to the rest of us, doesn't it? I I had a guy on so we could talk about this. I think it's important information. I'm just not sure if my tax dollars should have funded it. You well, know, that's a good question. It was it. I mean, it could have been through an NIH grant. Could have been through uh, an NIH SBIR grant. So it might have been. A, it might have been a private entity, a, a business <laughs> researching how to how they should lubricate their next condom uh, products. You never know. True. They, they Ma- need that kind Max. of for the public. <laughs> Max, uh, Max, perhaps our tax dollars shouldn't have uh, shouldn't have gone to this, but uh, Morpheus just DM me that we've uh, we've clearly spent uh, money, government money, on much stupider shit than uh, than this. So fair yeah. enough, yeah. Let's see. There so is it, that. And it so. seems that the um, the the rough, I mean, and this is probably more of a body average. So you know, we can throw a, a nice, healthy plus or minus. 50% on this as, as need be towards the end of this. But about 100 microns seems to be roughly the, the thickness of the average mucous membrane anyway. So we'll just go ahead and use that. Hmm. So the shear rate is going to be um, basically you know how much you're changing your velocity across the thickness of a membrane di- uh, divided by that thickness. So you're looking for um, your shear rate is going to be in reciprocal seconds. So you're going to have some speed divided by a distance. And uh, so we have about 4.09 miles per hour <laughs> divided by about 100 microns. So this will give us a shear rate. All right, so we, I've got to convert this shit. you got to be in so... for the long haul even to calculate this. Oh, yeah. But this is just units fuckery right now. Mm. So we got we got 4.09 miles per hour. We know it's 1,609 meters per mile. Right, fair. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, uh, we'll throw times sixteen oh nine there. That's how many meters per second. Or sorry, meters per hour we're going. It's about sixty five hundred meters per hour. Mm, that sounds good, actually. I like that. Sounds a little more impressive. It, it sounds more like an RPM, right? <laughs> it sounds like uh. Sounds yeah, like you're redlining an engine, doesn't it? Boy puts out sixty five hundred. Hmm. Meters per hour, lady. Whole meters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but now we got to go ahead and divide this out by 100 micron. So uh, divide by so uh, 100 100 micron is uh, one ten thousandth, right? Right. So we go ahead. Let's be dividing this by. Oh man, no, it's not divide. Sorry. Divide by one. Multiplying by ten thousand. So it's actually uh, it's actually quite rough treatment for that membrane. It's uh, about sixty five thousand eight hundred twenty two reciprocal seconds of shear on uh, on the vaginal membrane, vaginal mucous membrane. Mm. So I'll just go ahead and uh, of literal shear force. Well, shear rate, but yeah, go for it. <laughs> wow. So I square that number, which is of a, a much larger number. Right. Stupidly large. 
Okay. Obviously, yeah. And then we're going to multiply it by uh, 200 times the viscosity of water. Or, sorry, 100 times the viscosity of water. Uh, so, let's see. Viscosity of water is, so it's, it's, uh, it's one millipascal second. Um, so, the pascal seconds divided by second squared is what we're going to end up with, and that's going to give us our, uh, our, uh, our shear rate. I'm sorry, our uh, heating rate. That should basically give us watts. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. It'll give us it'll give us watts per cubic meter. Right. So we can actually go back to that surface area thing and use that with the thickness to get us the volume and the actual amount of calories <laughs> we're putting in per hour. Okay. Oh. Oh. Shoot. You know what? I forgot to do a four square on that shit. I forgot to make it per second instead of per minute. Oh, that'll be a big difference there, won't it? So let's see, uh, uh, divided by 3,600. That's per minute. Divided by 3,600, that's per second. All right. So then uh, millipascal second, that's going to be, uh, uh, so pascal, that's just divided by 1,000. And uh, that's going to be, our uh, uh, watts per cubic meter or whatever. Uh, but keep in mind, we're talking about a very small volume of liquid involved here. But on the order of 334 and a third kilowatts per cubic meter of, uh, of heating. Yeah, it'd, of only be, it'd, be a few, it'd be a few milliliters at most, right? Yeah, um, I think getting a cubic meter of, of, of vaginal secretions would be quite impressive. That's <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> that's, that's a, you got to get one of them one of them uh, vivid entertainment <laughs> contracts at that point. <laughs> What's what is that? That's a uh, that's a, a, a thousand liters or whatever, right? <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> a. It's a little bit. It's bitch a, a is be dripping gallons. So a few <laughs> bathtubs at least. Oh, especially, especially, <laughs> for old, especially for all slick willer. There you go. All right. So let's see. They said uh, six to ten square centimeters of area involved, right? So we'll just use the uh, you know uh, ye old uh, inches per hour method for raindrop uh, for uh, raindrops and uh, sorry rainfall. And uh, we'll go with uh, that heating rate times that volume. So we'll just uh, we'll say it's what six and ten. So we'll split that. We'll say times eight. I, I suppose for the sake of this, she'd have to be like have an IV or something to stay hydrated. <laughs> right. So times eight. That's but that's probably gold divided by hundred. Really. Maybe hmm. keep some Pedialyte handy. <laughs> and then divide by ten thousand. <laughs> Divide by ten thousand again because we're gonna we're talking about a hundred micron thickness and this is this is uh, overcounting by the way uh, still overcounting because we're we're neglecting the curvature of the uh, the cylindrical shape there completely yeah yeah 3D so that goes out to about two and two thirds watts of uh, input heat from your thrusts that's a, that's a bit of friction. That is, yeah, and I'm sure so, it would uh, feel great for a while, and then and then you'd feel like your dick's about to explode at some point. Well, here's what we can do, also. So we uh, we know the vault. So we we got the uh, we got mm -hmm. the the heating that's involved. We know the volume involved, right? We know that one watt 
will raise, uh, sorry, one calorie will weigh, sorry. Oh my God. All right, so how, how much is it, how hard is it to raise water by one degree C? Mm. You know, you remember, go back to your, your elementary school thermodynamics here. So I, we'll call it sixth grade thermo. When they uh, they introduce you to uh, a couple different units like uh, calorie, and the and why the the calorie on the back of the box of cereal is is uh, way different from the calorie you measure with the burning peanut. Yes. Yeah. Factor like of a, one's a measure of energy. <laughs> the other one's a measure of guilt. Yeah. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so it's uh it's it's four point one eight six joules to raise one, one milliliter, one cubic centimeter of water by one degree C. We can, uh, we'll just go ahead and assume the heat capacity is around the same as water, because why the fuck not? <laughs> There's a lot of so, assumption here. It's fine. There, there's a ton. So we'll just divide this by 4.186. Keep the steady pace and like not break his human body. He's hooked up to like a machine sure. that calculates the, whatever, you know? So, so this will give us, uh, for, per milliliter, we're talking about raising um, 0.6 degrees C per second, hmm. which is that's that's respectable, I guess. Uh, there's a <laughs> wow, judgy. <laughs> oh, I'm judging. All right, so but that's 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 uh, that is on a mass basis too, right? So that's per milliliter, or well, volumetric in this case, per milliliter. So we got to get our milliliters again. So we know that we had uh, what was it eight. So uh, we have times eight um, square centimeters for the area, and then because it's got we have the micron, so we want that in centimeters. It's going to be uh, divide by a hundred, and per the average vagina and the average male doing average thrusts over the average time period here, we're talking about 0.05 degrees C increase per second. Mm during the average coitus yeah yeah so let's go ahead and, and assume that the uh the average bill clinton goes for about two minutes yeah so <laughs> times one that's 20. true and that would only raise her uh her vagina in, uh in temperature by six degrees c that's without any circulation we're assuming he's fucking a corpse at this point yeah yeah of course yeah <laughs> Because, uh, you know, the rest of the body also does things, including warm up, but also distribute the heat away from the area. But let's you know, say she had a circulatory collapse in the middle of it and went into shock. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing was moving. And there was, for but some reason, asbestos. Though. You know what I'm saying? For some reason, for some reason there's asbestos lining the inside of her vagina, but still a mucous membrane on the inside of that for good insulation. Then it'll be then over the course of, of one Bill Clinton average two minutes, it would be about a six degree C increase in temperature. So if you're talking about smoking uh, in that area, then you have to probably get to at least the point where you're getting steam coming out, right? Right. Uh, steam, I, think, I felt like steam would have been long in the rear view mirror. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and say, how do we how do we get? To, so let's say uh, let's get to the boiling point. I, I I've achieved steam. Not to brag, gentlemen, but that's not even unreasonable to achieve steam from this particular. Right, so Especially if it's really cold outside. It almost. Never mind. Never mind. 
so divided by two to get me per minute uh, is, is, is just over three, which is nice because it's a round number. We can work with that. We can just skip the rest of the, the bullshit coming after the decimal point. So how do we get to 100 from three? That's more or less going to be 33 minutes, right? So let's say he had a, he had a solid half hour in him. He'd probably get to boiling point, assuming all the other crap we asserted. Yeah. So there you have it. In order to get to the point where you get pussy smoke. And and all I can say to the younger guys of you, it's at least a half hour. I just want to say, what liberal arts degree fag can do that? All right. I asked him hey, the dumbest question on earth, and we have sort of an answer here. It's an unreasonable, ri ridiculous, hypothetical, goofball answer. Oh, yeah. But that's science, man. That's why I do this kind of shit with my little brother all the time. Like, we used to go, like, when there was one night we, were, we sat up, and I just went on to, because uh, I had the, the search open, and I was already on the, the university VPN. I just went ahead and did a paper lookup on, on this random shit, and we just kind of daisy-chained that and played the Six Degrees of Freedom game without actually having a goal. And we got to the point where we found the, the electrical capacitance of the uh, of ant antenna cuticles. I don't know why the fuck somebody was measuring that, but then it turned out they were looking at the crazy ants that eat uh, electrical boxes in the United States and elsewhere. There's actually a fucking reason. They, they show up because they get attracted to the electrical field, and it has to do with the, damp the electrical capacitance of the cuticles in their antennas. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do, then I'll, we'll do back-of-the-envelope calculations, you know, for random shit like uh, how many cats do you have to throw at the sun in order to make a black hole? It turns out well, it's quite a bit. I mean, even in ancient times, it was like, how many angels can you fit on the head of a pin? Like, goofy well, science, Dogbert, Dogbert science answered that shit. questions are, like, classic, right? It's what men Dogbert, do when they get bored. Maybe Dogbert turn off video games once in a while and think about some stupid really out there shit it makes it, it sharpens the mind i say oh yeah that's what it we do on this show really so the definitive answer to the head of the pin question is six there you go that makes the most sense uh, actually so actually there's a there's a there's a, a one article on tech dirt that uh is based on a blog post i made for shits and giggles and um so the the only way that you can there's actually more than one of those i know yes <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out the only way to know whether or not something is infringing this actually is will, will be nice for the libertarian part of the audience the only way to know whether or not something is actually infring, infringing on copyright is to have a judge adjudicate it as so correct uh, that is the final word on that oh my God. You, know, you know how many times i have to say like a fucking copyright claim is basically meaningless until you yeah. take it to court but youtube is just trying to adjudicate it between you all privately it's called right. arbitration so I asked the question, what if, what if YouTube and Google decided to skirt the entire issue mm -hmm. and hire enough judges to watch everything that comes into YouTube and Amazing. adjudicate it a priori? So they say this is publishable because it is not infringing and this is publishable or this is not publishable because it infringes. How many would you need? How much would it cost? Et cetera. Oh, fuck me. There is even an infographic. And, and then it. where uh, is uh, the where is the unanimous standard that they all agree upon? Oh, that's the that that's the fun thing. You have to start asking those questions. But I was I was looking at the brass tax side of things. If you wanted to just do this, you had to convince somebody to pay for it. 
Yeah, because we don't <laughs> even get to the question of, of what's the standard because it's a lot of – now they'll just say they'll do it with AI, right? To, just an oh, extension they might. of their algorithm anyway. That's what well, people don't understand. We, we had Kurt Doolittle on to kind of talk about like AI is not what a lot of people think. Like he he worked in the field. He said that what he he was working on at Microsoft in the eighties. He said this on the show uh, was basically not that much less advanced than what we have now, but it was a hardware problem. <laughs> this is just yeah. parsing larger and larger sure. volumes and regurg. It's um it's it really. It's a it's a, it's a basic IRC chatbot on steroids. That's it. people think it's like this sinister fucking force. You know what's sinister about it is the way they've programmed it to propagandize for their side of things, right? But mm -hmm. it in and of itself is just a it's a really advanced chatbot. It's like a Markov yeah. chain, <laughs> you know. Oh, let's see. Here's the Gizmodo article that was on it. It all derived uh, from a Markov. Tay was a Markov chain, you know. AI yeah, Tay was uh, just a Markov repeater. Yeah. That was that was a that was and, a fun and one. That, and because it was a pure one, like uh, I'm not saying that's what they are. Like Chat GPT is obviously not just a Markov chain. It's much more complex than that. But that's oh, the it's, principle it's behind a, it. uh, large language model is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. It's LLM. just looking at a, a larger and larger Bible in a quicker amount of time. And because of that, and because it's got more processing power, it's able to formulate answers that sound maybe a little more like a human might. But it still sounds weird. It's like the Uncanny Valley isn't going away at all. It's no. just people are more used to it now with, with seeing AI art everywhere. <laughs> I I do I do yeah. have a question, but though. They can spot that it's AI art, though. Like, the average person is like, that shit's AI. To the point yeah. that they sometimes think real art is. A, I know a lot of real. Uh, I've uh, I got in with the like the old school Dungeons and Dragons community on Twitter, and um, the coolest thing about that, uh, they have a lot of drama, obviously, as most scenes do. But the artists involved in it put out some of the coolest like hand drawn art you know you could find in the fantasy genre, just on Twitter, and it's it's cool to have that on my feed, right? Um. <laughs> But they, they they get accused of it being AI half the time. And a lot of these guys pride because they're old school guys, right? They pride themselves on all the art being hand-drawn and classical. Mm -hmm. But now any asshole could generate a, like a similar quality from some of the, They have programs specifically to do that. And then there you publish go. your rule book and it kind of waters down the style to some degree. But people can spot it most of the time. Let's see. So my my website's broken, of course. That won't be true for long, I don't Back think. Down the archive. I, I think that people spotting what's AI and what's not will probably go away for the most part at some point. Well, he, Mostly well, here, because of exposure, though, not necessarily because AI will get so good it gets past Uncanny Valley. No. Let's see. There was the number I needed. Because the number is rather unique. It's because sometimes human art can cross uncanny valley, right? So, it you know. Here, here's a question it's though. True, Matt. that's like my favorite kind of art. Honestly, is like outsider weird shit, like avant garde. I'm kind of a nerd. <laughs> Here, here's a question though, gentlemen. Uh, like Mister many... Bungle is a top five band of mine, right? Like I like really. Oh, weird. it was a. Uh... 
It was because in, so India said that Google and Facebook should pre-screen all user-generated com- content mm-hmm. to stop uh, jerks. That was uh, March. That was uh, not March. Uh, Monday, Jer- jerks, 5th. like a technical term, yeah. <laughs> sure. That well, was December fifth, two thousand eleven. <laughs> and then uh, where was it? Uh, and that's why uh, I gotta give. I, I always give a shout out to Rumble. Like I, they've never sent. I've censored myself more now. Oh, like, that's right. So I did this in response to this article in 2012, I think. And I, I went ahead and I actually linked you to the archive. Yeah, because May 23rd, 2012, and this one was May 23rd. So I, I saw this and I was I laughed my ass off at the back of the envelope shit, and I went ahead and threw together something. Um, so the answers are, uh, are kind of fun. Uh, you go ahead and assume that a, a reasonable so – we'll go with reasonable stuff, so like a reasonable judge getting the average pay at the time. Um, and and uh, getting 10 minutes per minute of uploaded material to make sure that they were judging things appropriately. Mm-hmm. Uh, working eight hours a day, five days a week, etc. I, I believe that was what it was. Um, and uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, two additional minutes for every minute viewed, if not 20 or 30, settle for 10. So 10 minutes per minute. Final cost of screening was uh, just... Just shy of thirty-seven billion dollars per year. Uh, it would have required just under two hundred thousand judges to be hired by uh, <laughs> to be hired, and they'd all they'd all be Silicon Valley judges, of course, because why and not? be trained, right? Of course. And the, that, well, I, I left out some costs. This was this is the uh, this is the recurring costs. So the, the time okay, to yeah. the time to break even on an investment like this wasn't even considered. This was just how much would it cost. Assuming all this shit was set up ahead of time. <laughs> and by the way, um, the operating cost for for YouTube in that year was, or sorry, the the revenue uh, in I think it was for Google for that year was thirty eight billion. Mm, I love the choice of neon green for the calculations because it really makes <laughs> them pop on the page. I just want to say, well, thank you. Yeah, the the average pay for a judge in Silicon Valley. In dark mode, I, I'm actually yeah. one of those people. I don't like dark mode. Mm-hmm. Like I like light mode, and I I tell people it might be because I have blue eyes because they are adapted to like brighter light. That's the whole point. You had blue eyes because you lived yeah. in a place with snow. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> the same thing I'm, with like I'm, people uh, are like I'm the green eyes master. Oh, how dare you have on light mode? And I'm like, I see it better that way. <laughs> I have screens up all day. That's the way I see. I also grew up in an era where, like, that was a breath of fresh air to me because I grew up with DOS. Mm-hmm. And when Windows DOS. came out, it yeah. was like a revelation to young me. Like, my God, I have a UI and it's bright? Yeah. <laughs> Dear God. Nowadays, the background's I'm... this shitty tiled blue pattern, but at least it's a background. Steam Deck has kind of almost fully converted me to Linux, though. I can't lie. <laughs> well, you know, for I, what I suggest for those out, you know, I, I generally do things on Windows. But by the way, dual booting for most applications, especially in STEM, completely unnecessary. The mm. Windows subsystem for Linux, uh, WSL2, uh, so it's the second generations are already out, allows you to use a window GUI if you need it anyway. And all the command line stuff you do, you can just do directly in the command yeah. line. Pretty much every every major Linux has a Windows like. A lot of people don't know this. I find you know, and non tech people anyway. 
the Linux looks exactly like Windows for the most part, but the problem well, is if you want, if you want there's so you many different kernels and strains and for different well, purposes. That's what I mean. Is, is Suppose somebody is hell-bent on finding a way to convert to Linux, but they don't want to leave the comfort of Windows. Get Linux. Right. It's designed specifically for people who use Windows. And that and that's the beauty of the open source of it. And I've always liked yeah. Linux, but like Steam Deck and what Valve did with Steam OS for the yeah. for the purpose of it has like really changed my mind. It's it's um really great. <laughs> I really enjoy the fucking thing. I thought I was gonna be like, eh, I'll have fun with it here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the fact I can emulate every game ever. It I can customize the fucking UI to whatever I like. It's got the little mouse pads so I can like navigate the desktop to actually, and there's, you can use the command line on it. And I do often yeah. for things like um, moving shader caches, right? There's like a, a command line on GitHub that I copied that'll just install a thing and it helps you clear out all the shaders. And I have to do that because I got the one with the small internal storage and sometimes it fills up with that stuff. Just uh, making sure I get this out there on Twitter now that it's after the fact. Um, hashtag Pussy Smoke. We're live. Go, I mean, I just thought the bit was funny because I got I knew somebody who would at least attempt to answer it because it's fun to do science. <laughs> yeah, I like particularly for me. It's like I, I I've always uh, liked your stuff like this because I like math. <laughs> I don't necessarily know all the scientific models, but I know I know quite a few well, stuff with like electronics. Obviously, if you work with well, electronics, yeah, you kind of got to know like Ohm's law and shit. Right. This is. I mean, this is this is a first approximation. We, we've we've gone slightly slightly more advanced than just doing a power of ten analysis here. Mm-hmm. You know, just to get in the ballpark. And I'd say we're still just in the ballpark, but we have a minimum. We can say mm-hmm. that you have to be pounding that. For the average person, it has to be pounding that at least a half hour to get in the neighborhood of being able to produce smoke or right. steam at least. Yeah. If you're going to get to smoke, you know, uh, so uh, that's 212 Fahrenheit would be at that point. And, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about a little over double that in order to get to the point where you're lighting paper on fire. All right. So, in, a, so in other words, Bill Clinton is not capable of, of, the, of that. The... I think we I think we can confidently say that, yeah. Yeah. Well, now, especially at his age now, but even in his prime, I think that's a fair assessment. Well, he had to be thrusting a hell of a lot faster than four miles an hour. And he's too busy smoking the cigar anyway. He took the cheat code. See, I, I wanted to see how you would do it the real way. And like I said, the steam thing, like the room temperature obviously matters immensely. Obviously, these all calculations would assume a standardized room well, temperature. Well, but it's right. really easy to get steam, like I said, if you're outside in a, I don't know, New England well, winter where it's well, negative 20 degrees well, and you just naturally oh, you're, steam anyway. Hold on. Right. Hold, hold on, Max. You're also forgetting that, like, you have to factor the Resolute desk into this uh, situation, right? Like, well, yeah, if we're going to bring in the thermal surface? radiation from the body and, and yeah. consider that what it's going to be reflecting off of and you know, potentially back towards the smoking vagina. That's true. Yeah. You know, the the, uh, the whole adiabatic assumption of insulating the mucous membrane from the rest of the body might not even be totally necessary if we just kind of assume all the heat can't leave the room. It and, just and, take a hell of a lot longer. 
people think this is funny, but this is what like engineering is for whatever the problem actually is when it's not stupid. We could just we could call an I beam a giant dick if we wanted to. And to be fair, a lot of people giggle in the office doing that kind of shit. Yeah. No, I've <laughs> worked around engine. Hey, I'm I'm not a college educated guy, right? But I've worked around engineers most of my adult life. Like that's the if, if you know an engineer, they're probably got a sense of humor. If they don't, they're probably super smart. I find <laughs> the ones that don't have a sense of humor, they'll know their shit inside and out. Here, yeah. Now here's the question that everyone's really curious about: how many, uh, how how many states does it take to uh, try and steal an election before it's even happened? Uh, apparently only. It, uh, apparently only one. One. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> we live now in the People's Republic of Colorado. I heard. Oh, so that's yeah. here's the funny thing about that is that's only the primary that they're talking about. And I say only, but I think it's it. There's, I can throw layers on this, but it's well, your Andrew, I, as ahead. I understand, there's an injunction anyway until at least January fourth or something, so the Supreme Court <laughs> can take it up. Well, it's as if they're gonna move the primary date just to go ahead and get into the injunction range. And even if you did that, Trump's still gonna be the nominee for the Republican Party. What are you gonna do about that, Colorado? Well, that's the thing. So the, the party itself is you know a what, you know what that means is you're taking your votes off the table in the general election. Go ahead. That's a you wanna call that bluff, Colorado? What 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 direction has Colorado been leaning more and more and more? Hmm. You wanna Blue. take Democ you wanna take Democrat votes off the table to throw a hissy fit, Colorado? Good luck to you. This no. is why I think Ramaswamy was very smart about this because it's it's the same way the same way AOC and, and her crowd will will make a, a virtue signal out of voting against something where their votes don't matter, uh, or or like a, a, what's his name a Thomas Massey doing the same shit. Um, but the thing is, st uh, traditionally Colorado was a purple state. It's just been the last. So they're actually. That's what I mean. It's, it's from smart one of by telling them to get all the votes out. In like, in like in in like. I would say 2004, it was one of the most important states in that election. It was full purple, right? Yeah. To go all sure. the way to the point that it doesn't matter if you take yourself out of the election, basically, Colorado. Well, you see, the funny thing is there are states that require that a... a uh, so remember, the, the primaries are a state-facilitated private entity's election. The, the, the political parties, Democrat and, and Republican parties democratic party and republican party they are private companies yeah they're corporations they're corporations and so when they administer a a primary election the people are voting on who the company is going to put they don't have they, they could do whatever the hell they want to begin yeah, with they don't even have to do a primary like that they can just appoint one that's what like a, a small party usually does a green party usually just appoints right because they don't have the people to have a primary without looking like a joke. Right. So you, you mean, and, or, or if it's the democratic party, for example, uh, in 2016, where they, uh, they said, we don't care. It's her turn. Uh, super delegates, baby. <laughs> and how, and how what, many you need, Hillary? <laughs> that's what I mean is they have different ways of governing this where the, the Democrats have the super delegates, but, Republicans don't, yeah. uh, libertarians have a primary and they don't respect the results at all. Things like that. But again, so the important thing I mentioned there is it is a state-facilitated private company's election. So the state facilitation part of it's important. If the state's going to be involved in 
doing all of the infrastructural shit, uh, then the state gets to go ahead and make the laws as to how a state administers a state election. And that is where some of the, that's where Colorado has really stepped on the shit here because other states have figured out, like Minnesota, I think it is, uh, and, a few, and a few others, that if you require that the people voting on the in the primaries can vote for whoever they want in both parties' primaries, they don't have to be registered. That's when you can start to get some tomfoolery. <laughs> Like the Colorado completely completely uh, eliminated that. They don't they don't have the ability to have all the Democrat uh, voters walk well, in and vote in the GOP primary. And then there's and the then obvious thing that he he they're saying he he's in insurrection. What charge? Where? That's yeah. Like, that's the fun thing is that they have to have a a they have to have obviously a, that's what everybody's reaction to it is, but. Like because for a reason, I hate to have everybody's take on everything, but it's true. Right. It's just fucking true. Everybody can fucking see this. It's um, you, you well, can't need a, say he a did ruling. a thing that he's never been convicted of. That's not how our legal system works. So the, in order to bring the charge under the law that they specified in the first place, they need to have a conviction. Yeah, and what they're doing is they're they're asserting that they're because otherwise they're, it's just slander. You see. The way it works legally is if you're not convicted of the thing they're accusing you of, that's slander. So what they're right? trying because to do it's is not true. It the, law only, the law only can like to say uh, you're a murderer, right? Legally, right. if you didn't kill nobody, or if there's no gray area for I have reasonable suspicion to think that's true, then that's just slander. And the state can't engage in slander. That's in the Constitution. Sure. So what I'm saying here is, is they were trying. I think the the legal argument they probably have here, or the justification, is that uh, they feel like it was an insurrection. <laughs> no, they they cited the January 6th commission. To be fair, well, what, what, I'm, what I'm thinking here is, is they're probably asserting they that their own about your pony show, but I guess that is one official thing. Well, I think that their their ruling they're asserting is is all that's required to then follow up with the, the secondary charge there basically that the the um i think like they have to have in, they have to be indicting him of insurrection at the same time as the as the the law yeah part. like they have to be doing both at the same time and i think they say yeah that they found the him to have, to be an have caused insurrection or, no or i would i would say this like even if he got charged and they dropped it something it, there has to be a paper trail for you to be accused of a crime by a prosecutor, that's I'm I'm sure that's what the right. Supreme Court's going to say anyway. Yeah, well, the uh, 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 Clarence Thomas raring to go basically led Supreme Court. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't well, think it stands a chance anyway. So no, I, I just it, funny. Like, what happens if it stands for the primary and then yeah. he gets picked anyway? And then what happens with the actual vote at the end there? What what happens with the the actual state election, where it's you the just state, can't vote for election. one candidate, right? You can only vote well, for can, Biden. You, well, you can write in. That's that's what I'm saying. You can write, and that's so what people I was, will do. So that's why I was laughing. I mean, I, I think I wrote as much on but Twitter. They, they probably I laugh figured, my ass off if he wins. They probably figure they force write-ins. If they force write-ins, he won't he, right. he won't have a big margin. Well, what happened in uh, was it New Jersey? Or uh, or was it what it was one of it was one of the New England states uh, where the guy won by write-in? 
Like, you know, it, but this, it, like, just recently, too. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it? In 2020, he won by write-in, right? Yeah, it's, I forget the name yet, but yeah. It's easier up here because the population size is small and people... What, what I'm getting at here is is if they're sitting there thinking it's not a possibility, it literally just fucking happened. Yeah, it, it really is. saying that now is stupid. I've said all along, I, I'm not voting for anybody. People were like, well, but okay, who else would you... Like, say Trump wasn't it. I was like, I'd still write his name. I don't care if he dies. I'm still <laughs> voting Trump. <laughs> I, I voted Trump twice. I feel that the second right. one was robbed. Rumble finally lets us like be honest about that. Yeah. Um, you can say whatever you want about that opinion, but that's what I believe in my heart. And uh, I am going to continue to make my... I, I can't make sure that it's fair. Well, I mean, I, I'm so not I, in any I, position I to do question. anything except express myself and vote, right? So I posed a math question. And even if they take your vote, it was like, what are you gonna do? I I said my piece at the very least. Like my conscience is clear. I so said my piece online. I voted. They're fucking screwing us in every direction. Of relevance to uh. uh and then they're screwing each like other that. for porn flicks in the Senate too. So I guess it's okay. That's very diverse. <laughs> you should clap yeah. for that. <laughs> no, he already clapped enough. Oh. He just didn't use his hands. God. Like, like fisting or something too jesus christ and what, and i that's what we need ladies and gentlemen jesus christ happy forever merry uh, christmas twinkies, twinkies uh, so, so i asked this uh actually two nights ago on on fake untitled I said why would hostess do this <laughs> twinkies will never be I, the same. <laughs> I, I love how they're still going uh, on about low, about Lauren Boebert's uh, thing and like you know trying... at least they never took their clothes off. Well, and it's it's not just that, but it's like the team's like... three seats behind them are probably doing it too. Well, the yeah, it's a little, I don't know. Well, I, all I said also, is who has they're the... also. Who hasn't felt the chick's titty up at a theater in the dark before? Well, but also these, like, these motherfuckers got night vision trained on her. Because well, I was going to say it. the thing. Yeah, yeah, the thing but, to remember there is somebody new to point a camera at them the whole fucking time with the night vision. Knew going into the theater, she was hammered. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's what I was going to say too. Is it's like the two circumstances are way different. Like someone someone found grainy night, you know, vision security camera footage basically and like and, well we... and then it was also a picture of her with a low cut top and i'm like right who fucking cares right but all like doing is making it... all the men in the country pay attention but but ver versus but like it was more like a voyeuristic thing whereas like versus anal are... gay sex on the senate floor let's call it what it is yeah anal gay sex for pornography yeah, so for, for retail pornography was filmed, including possibly fisting. I I've heard there's fisting. I'm not gonna watch gay. I porn. heard that too. I'm not gonna watch gay porn to find out, ladies and gentlemen. I am not that good of a journalist. Okay, I'm sorry if I disappoint any of y'all. You can find out for yourself though. So with Bobert, I think the thing that that people miss the most embarrassing thing for her is when she tried to. She tried to pull the "Do you know who I am?" shit on the Alea. Hey, that's gotta be, you know, that's gotta be the kind of shit you're not gonna live down in the office. You walk in and the, you say good morning, and they, your employee looks at you and says, "Do you know who I am?" 
Yeah. <laughs> I that's like I can't that was... say see the thing about the gay sex in the Senate thing, okay? Yeah. I can't say I haven't had sex in places I shouldn't have. So like on that level, I'm a little maybe more forgiving about it than like the holy roller types, okay? Sure. But cuz like I've had sex in a church and in like a graveyard and like sacred ground. I'm glad my wife left by the way. She'd be killing me right now, but um <laughs> I was wondering if she's over there tapping her shoe. She might be watching though, and Getting then I'm ready to throw she it. Gets... She's supposed to bring me a Santa hat. She said she would deliver <laughs> it by the end of the show because I said I would wear a Santa hat, and the one that I had got ruined when I pulled it out this morning, and I was like about to cry. And then she was waiting for her mom or whatever, and uh, and then the show started, and I was like, I don't have a Santa hat. And she said, I'll deliver it by the end of the show. So I hope she's true That's to her nice. word. So that we can say Merry Christmas. And she also brought up, she's like, um, you say Merry Christmas to everybody. Like, what if they they say, well, I'm Jewish? And I'd be like, well, I'd say, well, happy Merry Hanukkah. Christmas. Well, I mean, Hanukkah is over. And yeah. Christmas is a secular holiday. I'm not saying happy holidays. Yeah. Like, the only one, if I'm it's if right anything, now, it's Merry Christmas. If they say to me, Oh, well, I'm Jewish, then I'm going to say Happy Hanukkah because that's the holiday they mean then, right? I'm not going to say Happy yeah. Holidays generic. Yeah, I'm, I'm never, I'm never going to say Happy Kwanzaa because that's just, I happen to like that's Hanukkah. a fucking communist holiday made up in the 60s. Exactly. That's what I said. Right, right. I said that last week, word, almost word for word. It's stupid. Fucking and no Marxist, black, black, communist, people black supremacists. Black people. Black supremacists. Came in and said, we're gonna have a holiday. We're gonna steal to... all the best parts from the other ones. I hate to clue like like normie white people in on this, but like black people by and large, Christian. Like that or in the maybe United States? Yeah, 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 in right. the United States, like that's that's the deal. They're mostly majority. they might I, I'm not gonna judge if they're good Christian or not, but they're mostly There's a few that are Muslim and most mostly of them worship from prison populations, but yeah. Yeah, prison populations and the ones in Farrakhan's church. That's about it. Well, a lot of they convert from the prisons. Like, that's their most active. Yeah. And there's the black Hebrew Israelites are a big thing now, too. They're, yes, they are. Dude, I'm not going to. Like, <laughs> I'm friends with the chief, like, to some degree. He's cool. No like, shit. Okay, he thinks, he thinks I'm a demon and I'm going to burn in hell. But, like, I sure. I recognize that that's what But you thinks. can talk to him. But, yeah, he's he, he's much respect. If you if you're no. willing to listen though, because he's a smarter guy than people give him credit for too. Sure. That that so he can quote scripture off the top of his head, relevant to like any situation, and these motherfuckers act like he's stupid. Nah, that don't sleep on the black Hebrew Israelites as a, as a force in this nation. <laughs> I would say, because they have a much more conservative view on things, even if it is extreme. Well, that's, that's one of the things they believe that's in doing the commandments, right? They kick you out if you don't do the commandments, right? It's it's funny that like the whatever whatever you know whatever anti-Semitism I find on the right or racism for that matter or, or most of the other bigotry, it's oh, all yeah, in they your hate face. you though. I, I would I would say they probably hate it's, you more than I'm me. sure, but it's all it's all in your face though. They tell you, yeah, like, it's no, not it's yeah. not a secret. They're not like they're not gonna pussyfoot around it. And, and, and for the vast majority of either. people, they're not going to like, like they, they yeah. have no desire to hurt you for the vast majority of, of such people on that I find on the right. 
they're they're even willing to put you know to agree to disagree on things, and you can talk about other shit and have a have a regular day. Yeah. But if you t- you look on the left, there's none of that. If they hate you, they they let you know by their actions. Their words mean fuck all. And yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I've seen some other ugly, chanting genocide. I've seen some ugly footage of black Hebrew Israelites, but I'm not all sure. the ones that I've interacted with, and I have. I I was I thought it was funny at first to just jump on streams and ask questions because these guys are uh, like you can instantly tell. Uh, chief, the chief, uh, I forget what uh, Chief Sakari, I believe. Uh, he's a really smart guy and he's funny, right? And so I want to talk to a guy like that. I'm just a weird, curious kind of guy. And like, yeah, they'll treat you as an equal. They'll tell you to if you're a fucking white devil and like you've been sure. keeping our people down. And they would say of your people that you stole their identity or whatever. Sure. Um, but if you can accept that that's what he believes and just have a conversation with them, yeah, he's a fucking insightful guy in a lot of other ways. So that's that's a mark of intelligence that that has become less and less frequent, which is unfortunate. Yeah. The ability to entertain the the perspective and ideas of another person without necessarily internalizing them yourself. Yeah. Is to be able to articulate an idea in that way. It's one of the reasons in grade school they used to require you to do things like defend slavery. Or defend Nazism in in a in a, in a, in a, uh, in a paper like an essay. Like, I want, you know, they, they, cause I want it's easy. A, to, it's a, easy to defend the obvious if you have I to go in and articulate a, their ideas, though. I once had a history teacher, and um, this actually was like impactful on me. I would say, in like ninth or tenth grade, and she made us do a debate from the point of view of like all the different major religions, obviously to right. be controversial and have that kind of debate. Sure. And um, she, uh, I, I specific, I forget wh- I, which one I said, I don't want to defend. I think I said, I don't want to defend Islam. And so she put me on the Islam team. <laughs> and um, so I, I just, like, I was like competitive about that kind of shit. So I wanted to win a debate. I'm Irish as hell. Of course I want to win the fucking debate. Uh, <laughs> so I dove into it. I read the Quran and oh, um, I, I, <laughs> Won Come the on, debate. that was a good Irish joke. <laughs> I, I won the debate because uh, I was just a stubborn fucking Irishman, you know? And I was like, I'm going to be the best Islam guy there is. I'm going to argue it like I fucking believe it. <laughs> so, someone, Someone's going to clip this show and be like, Max is an Irish Muslim, confirmed. And, and a black Hebrew Israelite. <laughs> Inshallah. <laughs> well, I, I legitimately though that their streams are so fascinating. Even when, like, at first it was like watching them own stupid white people is really funny, right? Because the stupid white people have no idea of all the things they're talking about, and a lot of what they're talking about is historical and true, and deep history and scripture, and they're not actually wrong about a lot of things. I, I know this is gonna ruin me. But I think the black Hebrew Israelites, if you actually listen to them, have a very good historical perspective. At least the ones that I know, the ones I've talked to. I, I'm not defending every guy. I have seen some people claiming to be of that religion or whatever in the streets, but those aren't the guys mm-hmm. I talked to. And the guy I talked to said he was like in charge of the whole thing, right? Chief Sakari. He was on YouTube forever in different channels, and then they banned him for good. I don't know if he still has a a pre- he must. They also, also, their rap music absolutely fucking slaps, and that's why I found them in the first place. 
it's 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 um so well, what how would i phrase this it's it's traditional anti-semitic right and it's very <laughs> it's very like openly propaganda but they're let me guess um the first the first song you uh, listen to first song Dude. you listen to was something, something like kaibar kaibar yeah yeah it's like <laughs> the commandments the right way do the commandments the right way oh i'm an israelite boy I'm an Israelite. Look up Israelite boy rap at some point, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, on, on YouTube and tell me that shit doesn't fucking go hard in the paint. Even if you don't that, like rap. That sounds, that sounds like it's about as hilarious as read a book. It really is. It's like that. It's got that <laughs> vibe, but they're so serious. And like, I, I don't know. They encourage, like everything I've seen from them, they encourage young black men to not fall into the trap of being like into you know, gangster culture and to fall into the fall anything into the that anything that goes that road i think is a good thing yeah just so i'm gonna give get, these guys a getting chance, them right? disconnected enough from that shit to go down the road of personal responsibility and having a family yeah you know just having a fa wait until you, getting married to have a family and waiting till after marriage to have kids mm -hmm. and then stay and having two parents in the home mm -hmm. these are all things that set up a family for success and the kids for success right and 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 um and, and look at the way like it's, obviously it's proven you know, historically black, black culture got hit again. harder at the beginning of it but it's, it's spread to the rest of the country <clears throat> as far any, as fatherlessness and so on any culture that emphasizes a two-family nuclear household thrives it's just like a fact yep and I, I have friends I, I, on the other side of things. Like I used to entertain, you know, debate with a lot of alt-right people and even have personal friends, but like they never grew out of that phase. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and the thing is, is a lot of the alt-right people I dealt with, over, and a lot of people know this about me. It's like I argued with the alt-right, but if you listen to me ever, I was always arguing against their view on like racial, I guess, purity and supremacy and stuff. But like they well, that's were- That's the funny thing is, is you have- you have that in the alt-right, there's this kind of kernel of that that's embedded in there. And then there's a lot of people that are involved in that that are really more interested in the more libertarian side of it without realizing that's what they really care well, about. Like, they'll, they'll turn to you, you know, and say, oh, well, you know all what I know. So you're just a shill, a Jewish shill. And I'm like, I, that's why I got the Israeli flag in my Twitter. I, that's I got called an Israeli shill so long and so and Jewish. I'm Jewish, by the way. I have actually, that, by the way, is to be funnier nowadays. I have, yeah, yeah. And, and I had it all along. That's I thought How many about, times even told the die Jew die. <laughs> I thought about I, by like ten random Arab accounts. I thought about changing it after October seventh, <clears throat> just because everybody was doing it, and I hate to do yeah. the thing. Right, but then I started getting oh, anti-Semitism directed at me, oh, and I was like, you know what, that shit's staying forever now. Fuck you. No, no. And no, hey, yeah, that, that people gave me hate from the other side. If a bunch of Jews said, fuck you. I put the Palestinian flag next to it. But you know what? That's never happened. Well, no, the the, the funniest thing for me was I've like, been threatened by Jews, ladies and gentlemen. The the funniest thing for me that was me a shill. The funniest thing well, for me was yeah, was um as Max knows, <clears throat> I actually had a uh, had like an actual Israeli on the show. Yeah. Who mm -hmm. uh, was like, in Israel? But like our our position, the position that Max and I both have on the show is that uh, 
the U.S. should not be involved in uh, the Israel. As little as possible. Yeah, and because of that, like all the bench prototypes, uh, were yeah, all he was like, a little well, too hard for my taste. Well, well you're an anti-Semite, and I'm like, I literally just had it from the no. beginning. Like my actual position might be corny, but it's the, like I really wish that people could come to an understanding and stop killing each other. And like, yeah, it's corny. Mm-hmm. But isn't that what we're fucking here for? Like, I don't know. So, so on that note, uh, Max, uh, corny things, um, and, and it also comes back to the flag in your bio. If you really want to fuck with people, put the flag of Jordan in your bio. That's a good tip. I'll probably take you up on that. That's kind of funny too, because uh, you're right. Tell me, tell me, tell me what it looks like. It looks really close to another kind of flag, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I would say, it, like, because like that's my... what it used to actually be. Because that's where they all were. The most profound out. thing to me about the Palestine stuff lately, it's actually a personal experience. I don't know if you if you heard me say this, but I'm I'm walking down the street. I go for walks. I've lost a lot of weight this year. It's been wonderful, right? And um, so I'm out for a walk, and on the side of the road is a Palestinian flag, right? It's the little handheld kind that's clearly been tossed out the window of a car, and from this like uh, environmental puzzle. I could deduce that there's a college directly in this direction, right? Right. About 10 miles. It's oh, a famous side of the road. That's where the flag is. It's a famous it's feminist lesbian college, as a matter of fact. Uh-huh. And oh, uh, they feather. were at a protest and they threw that Palestinian flag away like a piece of trash on the way home to mom and dad so that they didn't get caught protesting because they're a bunch of stupid. Wh- and that's who's mostly talking this shit, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is stupid white bitches. Don't ever listen to stuff yeah. about anything. Yeah, no. I yeah, love no. women, but that don't listen that, to women. Just no, you, you know what? I'll go way, further. Don't listen to women ever. Period. Just none of them. Max, the way you phrase that as a married man is very straightforward. Uh, no, no. I like, uh, I like, I love one woman in particular. I would have said but that if she was here too, though. To be fair. You know, and then while she's there, and then you say, but you shouldn't listen to any of them. And then you go ahead and you sleep on the couch and you rub one out. That's the, that's the sweet victory lap. You go ahead and take it. No, we <laughs> yeah, joke. We've always that's yeah. the thing is like uh, I've been I've been teasing and messing with my wife in so many right. ways in for so long. It's just who we are. We're, we're a couple of goofballs in public. Well, you know, the, the way it's supposed to be, and it's the way it's kind of the recipe for success. Together. The recipe for success on it is marry your best friend and never stop dating. Have date night every week, even as a married couple. Go out because that's who they, that's who your spouse fell in love with, is the person they were dating. Oh. And then you know, and it should be your best friend by the time you get to the point where you say, hey. Yeah. Uh, if you if you Marriage. don't enjoy company with each other after the lovey dovey and the fucking sex yeah. part is over, then you're not gonna be good uh, couple couple in twenty no. years because most of your time isn't gonna be the sex and the little cuddles and the, especially the puppy love phase that a lot of people like. It's like ooh, yeah, the honeymoon phase is two years and then that's it. Two years at most, yeah. Yeah, and then, eighteen and, months, two years. A lot of people that that falls off before they even get to the point of marriage, right? It can you? Well, the funny thing is, the average time before marriage is between six months and two years. Yeah, 
And I should tell you, that's a problem. (laughs) I dated my wife, I believe, seven years before we got married. I was with her when we were young. Uh, She was 20. I was, I think, 23. Might be a little off there. Oh, wow. We've been together since the day I met her. We've been kind of a thing ever since. We enjoy each other. And we're not even into. Here's the other thing. People think that means uh, you'd be into all the same things. No, it doesn't. Absolutely not. You have have common ground and then you have complementary differences. Mm -hmm. Speaking of uh, speaking of ruining, uh, you know, white people, though, uh, you ruined (laughs) that you ruined that one other mass hole pretty good. Uh, to the one where even even Craig commented on. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. My favorite uh, part. My uh, favorite part was. Where, where you gotta, you gotta get her from Massachusetts too, and it's like sort of thinking, all right. So that the the outside crowd's gonna come in and go because you mentioned the accent. Thinking, all right, so the outside crowd's thinking, all right, so all of Massachusetts is Boston, and it's which is not true at all. Boston is the edge. The edge of Boston right. is where Boston ends. We kind of the rest hate of Massachusetts Boston. is just Massachusetts. Like we like Boston in the terms of like <laughs> sports or like as a brand, right? Sure. But like none of us it like to go to Boston. The way things are built, see, people from other areas of the country, they're used to like there's there's the this big city and some suburbs around it, and everything will go to that one big city. But the suburbs are spread out around here where a lot of the major infrastructure isn't as centralized as a lot of the other places because there's no open fucking space. Well, and and Max Wahlberg ruined... Uh, it's easy to be. It's easy to be an hour. My point being, it's easy to be an hour away from Boston and culturally completely distinct from it. And that's me. Yeah. And most of Massachusetts speaks like me, which um, I've I've mentioned this on on the air before. There's the Boston accent, and then there's just the generalized East Coast. We're yeah, not trying to accent. act like a tough guy accent. <laughs> And so, and some people might refer to it as the remnants of what they called the Bostonian, which is much more Fraser, Fraser Crane from uh, yeah, yeah. Which is fair. I do have, a, I do have um, that, but that's from my like grandmother was um, from an early age. She was big on like pronouncing your words properly. I'd say it's kind of a proto northern midwestern. You know, you, you don't have all the uh, the aboots uh, involved there, or uh, the uh, don't you knows. It's a generic America accent because people from yeah. um, people from California talk the same as me now. Um, yeah, and and plus, but the other thing about that is I've studied broadcast since I was a teenager, so I, I've always been interested in language. I studied Latin. The national radio will get your your voice flattened out quick. Yeah, it, it, it did for me when I was I got in high screamed at enough, you know, to get my mm-hmm. shit together. And then I got sick of getting screamed at and I did a lot of internet shit because this is fun. And here we are talking about pussy smoke with the scientist, which is um the pinnacle of radio entertainment. I'll, I'll let you know a fun a fun little story considering I just corrected it today and, and nobody will be the wiser unless they listen to this and probably however any other place they say it. Um so I I've had I have you know a ton of publications. But as part of your your uh, PhDs, which I'm I'm still wrapping up, you have to you, the, the ch- I can't include the chapter I can't include as chapters in my thesis 
the papers where I'm not the first author. You have to be right. lead author. So I have a bunch of publications where I'm, you know, second, third, second, whatever. Third, yeah. Usually, it's, I think I am third on like one, and the rest of them are second. Whatever, doesn't matter though. Not lead, not mine. Yeah, it's, it's either so lead I, or I've nothing, got, right? So, so I've got my, I've got my first chapter squared away for publication. I published it. Uh, what was it last year uh, or whatever? But I, I missed the L in my name. I spelled my I spelled my own fucking last name wrong because I was so anal retentive, worried about the rest of the fucking paper. So, so it's Craig Mansfeed. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Just got that corrected sucks. yesterday. That sucks. I'll <laughs> I, say I, this. I I'll say this. My wife has a similar problem. I can't say what it is, but yeah. they spelled one letter in her name wrong, and it makes mm -hmm. it very funny instead of her yeah. actual name. And by God, for 15 years, she's been trying to correct it. And I get mail for that name all the time. And every time I have to say it to her and laugh. So instead of vagina, it's vagina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, but the, the funny thing is I, I, um, that paper, when I said, so, you know, normally for peer review, you submit it, they uh, get sent out to the reviewers. No, you they all look it over. They come with corrections. Virginia, God damn it. <laughs> you, you send it out to reviewers. They all, they all send their comments back to you. And then you send out your corrections and then they, um, they either approve, deny, or come up with more corrections for you to do. So, yeah, multiple uh, rounds of uh, of kind of question and answer and corrections involved. Right. And so, I was invited to uh, uh, submit my paper to a uh, um, um, uh, in memoriam uh, special edition for the journal I I uh, published in. So, which was a great honor because I mean the. Uh, Robert Bird was like one of the guys in fluid dynamics. Uh, yeah. And he died because of COVID. He died because of COVID. Oh, that uh, sucks. I didn't in know. In 2020. That. Yeah. So they did a they did a, a special edition in physics of fluids for him. And uh, so I went ahead and I published in that. And I I uh, uh, I was yet to kind of go deep in your references, you know, your the things you cite, you need to read everything they cite, and then maybe another layer of that to make sure everything you're saying is right. And you're not like saying, you're not like making assumptions that they aren't making, you know, you have to make sure all that stuff's consistent. Turns yeah. out I, I fucking nailed that. And uh, I only had to go through one round of QA and, and corrections and they all accept and all of them accepted it. I think I got five out of five. Nice. Which is, I didn't expect to happen on my first, like, my first lead author paper. And then I fucking misspelled my own last name. That was, that was the part where I, I, I the day after I, I see it published on the website, I see my fucking name. I, that's, I see that's That's wrong. to keep you humble. Exactly. That's, I that's uh... like, of all the fucking things. And I'm like, okay, it had to be the guy. Like it couldn't have been me doing that. That dumbass shit. It had like, maybe it was the guy when I was doing the markup for the, for the final typesetting. You know, maybe I fucked it up then or like whatever. I start tracking this thing backwards and I find out it's all the way back from the very first fucking revision. The first thing I saved, first Word document I saved, had my name misspelled. So I, um, we got a guy on everything. Shmuley, have you, have you heard the Shmuley theory of God comedy? That, that it sounds like it's, it sounds like it's related. It's the, it's the idea that God favors, if, if there is a God, if you believe in a God, it would seem that God favors an outcome that's funniest to him. 
Yes, I think that's uh, yeah. Like Dennis Leary had another way of saying that um, uh, God is a um, God is an asshole with a magnifying glass looking at an anthill. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's not always asshole-ish. And especially, well, sometimes you miss the ant, you only get one of the legs. Yeah, yeah, but like <laughs> that's his his theory is that like directly proportional to how funny something is is how likely sure. it is. Well, remember when and you were little had, and fucking We've had great her. success with this formula in predicting events that are completely insane and stupid. I'm pretty sure I said there would be gay anal sex in the Senate at some point. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've said that on a show somewhere. It might have so been a free you, Whitfield report. Now, yeah. Here's, here's, where, here's where I think that that is a very reasonable prediction because it's been pointed out almost annually since Grindr came out and was a thing. Uh, that when the RNC convention is held in Tampa, the grinder activity there triples. Triples. There you go. Three hundred percent, not thirty. You, yeah, it doesn't matter which party it's from, though, because you knew it was going to happen. It was easy to predict the, because it's funny. I'm not going to funnier part. Everybody moralizing about it has to just for one second acknowledge that it's a funny thing that has happened. The funniest part to yeah. me, though, is that it happened. A guy got fisted in the Senate in 2023. That's funny. <laughs> Stop being so serious all the time and just acknowledge. The funnier part is that it wasn't a Republican, though, because the Republicans the are the ones who get ragged on constantly about it. But you see, 2020 was different because decency was on the ballot. And that was the part that tickled the most, was Decency is on the ballot, right below his anus. In- he wasn't lying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was. Joe wasn't lying when he said that. Decency yeah, was. Turns out we didn't vote for it as a country. Yeah. So I mean, come right, on, let me what? phrase that. It turns out we were told we didn't vote for it as a country. And that's why I think the Colorado thing. As soon as I saw they had taken it to their state supreme court, I was like, Yeah, yeah they're gonna do that because it's funny. It is. Well, and well I, and look, I say a lot of things that maybe are not good for us are funny, but what I said when Joe Biden got elected first right off the bat is like maybe this is the best thing for our side. Well, and, and it and seems also, to have invigorated and, and grown our side quite a bit just by virtue of how bad he's been. And also, as a as a guy who grew up in Colorado and who knows how how left wing Colorado actually is, or how left wing Denver is, um, Denver's been trying to like out left wing California for a long time. So a lot of Californians moved there when the yeah. legalized, right? Because yeah, legalized in, in Colorado way before. Well, you in, mentioned in twenty. You mentioned two thousand four, and and how purple Colorado was then. Yeah. That's actually part of the reason why California has been moving out there also is California sucks. Colorado mm-hmm. was the most laid back state, but it was also purple. So uh, Deer what, Leader needs us to move out there and take it over. They're doing the what, same Texas right now. What's, what's funny is now in the in the Whitfield Report lore, uh, people have said that I moved to Colorado once it turned – that I that I escaped to Florida once it became majorly blue because the same year I moved here <laughs> – the same year I moved here to Florida was the year they legalized weed. And I had, I had mm-hmm. said on my last show before I left, I'm like, well, mm-hmm. they legalized weed. So this state is about ready to, be, to become. Like I've said before, though, the, 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 problem, 
a problem that they find in most of these states is once they legalize weed, they lose a segment of voters that they had eternally. They were the one issue pot guys. Well, yeah. well, the the other thing too is that like the other thing that like the pot people don't realize is that like legalized weed it is like uber expensive. So like, well, at least in Colorado. So I, I, I've been I've been talking about this because it's actually not here. And looking at like the taxes directly, um, I can t- I can tell you from experience, man. I got you know uh, the, exactly what the tax is. I've talked to the guy that runs the fucking place, but like I see, I got some right here, so I can tell you that the tax is the sales tax of Massachusetts, which is seven percent, right? And then there's another equivalent tax that's the pot tax that's seven percent, right? It's and, it, and then there's a local tax that the city can o- implement whatever they want, and our, our area happens to be three percent. Colorado, I know for a fact, taxation started at forty percent, and it's gone up. It's forty three percent. Yeah, <laughs> you can't get it cheap because it's that. And then the problem they find is they don't get rid of the gray market at all. See here, there is right. no gray market because for ten dollars you can get a bag. Yeah, well, well, that's what I'm for like, and you order it online, and you well, can go pick it up like fast food. Well, that's what I'm saying, Max. Is like legal weed in Colorado. Like, I'm not exaggerating. I haven't been there in a long time, but the last time I went back to visit, a friend and I just went to a pot shop, just you know, to like look, and it was like it was sick. It was close to like sixty dollars for an eighth. This is, this is a half ounce, and it was forty dollars. Yeah, I got, I got two things to, to tell you here on this. Um, one, and this isn't just me plugging the show, but to, to do it, uh, but I think it's 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 specifically relevant to this. Steve was uh, off uh, visiting Colorado for, uh, just recently. He just got back mm-hmm. uh, with his wife, and they went to like where they they lived out there and saw how ridiculously different it is. And there's a probably a solid like uh, uh, twenty or thirty minutes in our our show Monday. Um, so just a couple of days ago where he, he went on about that when we uh, got him in there and we got started. Uh, so that part, I think, specifically yeah. would be worth listening to, especially given your history out there, too. Yeah. It's what but you then the second thing, you went for a visit, right? The second thing I think is hilarious is that yeah, at least you're seeing it, because if you want to see how hilarious uh, taxes are in this country, look up how much gasoline is taxed from the moment it is mixed at the uh, uh, at the post processing at the refinery to mm-hmm. the point you put it in your car, it's I, like I've, half, I've it's, oh, it's about, over half taxes. I've pointed out pay. about tobacco. Like obviously, like smoking is not fucking good for you, right? But like sure. the tobacco uh, tax, people don't ever stop to think about how high it actually is, because right. a pack of cigarettes to produce and distribute, I believe it's still around the dollar fifty mark per pack. But in a state like New York, it's a $20 pack. All of that is tax. All yeah. of that. And it yeah. actually only costs, it, it costs the tobacco manufacturer. The difference is you don't need make the cigarettes and put them in the pack. I'm pretty sure it costs them like 50 cents or less. Now yeah. I'm going to give them the money for the packaging and, and all of that and distribution. They got to make a profit, right? And that the they major do. reason. Because what they're getting out of yeah. it is the equivalent of selling it for $2, and the rest is going to mostly so your state. the major but, reason we have that. Uh, uh, the master settlement industry. agreement, which is a fucking scam. 
I'm not sure if you're familiar with the tobacco master settlement agreement. Yeah, but I was just going to say the major reason we have that product in the country still, besides the whole the history of it, like, you know, the, uh, you know, if you got rid of it, there'd be, there'd be a whole bunch of very angry people that couldn't yell loud enough. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, but the, the major reason we still have it is because tobacco is a, is a fantastic pharmaceutical platform yes. for, for experimentation. And you can you can fuck with a million plants at a time, and not put a dent at all in the uh, in the industry. And at the end of your experiments, because it might just be like, what happens if we change the fertilizer by a little bit uh, to change this enzyme's expression? By the end of the experiment, you mulch all this stuff up and you put it into cigarettes. Like it becomes yeah. product anyway, for the most part. Some of it can't be, but and the vast majority of it, like, a lot of those, weeks, um... can be. The low end, so I, I'm saying twenty dollars a pack. That would be like a Marlboro, right? I'm just saying oh, it's what? subsidized by pharmaceuticals. You take Advil, you're probably partly paying for the tobacco industry. A, a lot of those low end brands, like Liggett's and things, are literally like the floor sweepings of. So, so not only are they cast <laughs> off experiments, right? Right. But then they sweep up what falls out of the machine off the factory floor, and then they take <laughs> it to the generic plant and make whatever Liggett's or spirits or whatever the local like not name brand knockoff of marlboro is yeah that's what it is so it's like it's 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 cast offs of cast offs of cast offs you know there's um it's the maker's mark bottle that says marky mark on it like there's no good smoking <laughs> but that's probably the worst kind i'll say this yeah. there's pro there's there's there may be no good crack smoking, but i, I there's no good smoking, but I, I know not from experience, but from the experience of others who've done it, there is satisfying smoking. And I can appreciate yeah, well, that's a thing. Well, hey, uh, at least you're not making horse noises. Uh, <laughs> There's also not being a retard right. Holy shit, it that was funny. like it's a great idea, you know. So I, I take it you watch the gym stream then. Not, not, <laughs> just, not just that, Craig, but I actually... I so actually have a history. I have to, I have to give merch. my wife uh, credit. Ah, she okay. came through. It's a little too, way too small for my head. It, it was the largest. It was the largest six foot infant size they had. You see, yeah, this is this is the thing, right? I tell people, like, I, like everybody tries to make fun of me saying I'm balding. It's not that I'm balding. I have a giant Neanderthal forehead because I have a giant head. This is a normal guy Santa hat I just put on. And it's like OJ Simpson with the glove. Like I'm struggling. It doesn't fit. You must have quit. It's not her fault. I'm just not a normal guy. I'm going to try, though. Because, see, I said it's if it's a war on Christmas they want, then Christmas should strike back. You know, I would, I would say you should wear the hat on your hand, but I think that would remind everyone of a recent event in the Senate. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, kind of. Kermit the Frog is never going to be the same. This is the clown show that we live in, and it's uh, great. That's why I say, like, I just smoothly I mean, said that, like, and it's been so profoundly good at predicting events by saying what would be the funniest outcome, and sure. it, it it works so often. Ever since we split that. off into Clown World, I don't know exactly when it was. Well, I'm pretty sure the Mandela effect is is the side effect of that. Well, we all don't don't forget, gentlemen. We all I, had... missed the, I missed the Berenstein 
universe, guys. Well, I'm just I'm just saying this. We started off with as a joke, pussy smoke. Yeah. And as a serious news item, we came we talked about fisting on fisting the Senate floor. On the Senate floor. I mean, we went from a a very technical description of a very vanilla act as a joke right. to a, a mundane description of uh in the quite 90s more, quite more obscene this, act. This would have been news. like Opie and Anthony worthy shit in the nineties, right? <laughs> this would have been top tier comedy, but because we've slipped off, I'm telling you, I miss that Berenstein universe so much sometimes. Right. The the news story is way funnier than the hypothetical calculating pussy smoke. Well, also keep in mind, like there were actually actually... that, by the way, we didn't know there was going to, I said to invite our engineer friend, because this will be a funny bit. And then a guy got fisted in the Senate. Can't predict the news cycle. Yeah, what? Yeah, what? What? Yeah, what? Only the day after, uh, too. Um, well, not just that, but like, but someone in DMs just uh, reminded me too. I'm pretty sure, just to like save time, that the uh, that the 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 Senate fisting smoke calculations are pretty much identical. Yeah, probably. Yeah, except maybe you got to account for the girth of the. Risk, I was going to say, difference in diameter. Well, well, we all we also had. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we also had trannies like flashing on the White House lawn back in June. Don't forget, in front of the yeah, White House. Let's see yeah, what kind how, of calculation we're going to do there. How many of these fu- motherfuckers went like the the Christian moralists when they first saw that picture before they read the headline were just like, "Ooh, titties." Don't lie. How many of them thought it was passing? <laughs> Don't lie, motherfuckers. You saw titties and were like, ooh, titties. It's, it's built in. I don't know. I, I saw the Adam's apple first. <laughs> the yeah, first thing you look at is the fucking neck. See, I guess. No, that's... no, no. My, my eyes scanned downwards on the image. I didn't have yeah. the opportunity you to were my man's theology. That actually makes ahead. sense. Yeah. All right. I have the, I, I, the head came up from the bottom of my screen, and that's how I got to the app, the apple and banana story before the uh, the berries. That fucking guy, man! What what a legend! <laughs> he got a whole bunch of conservative dudes to for a second ogle him. I gotta give him credit. Look, that's funny, right? And if you can't see the humor in that, then you just have no fun. Well. Is it disgusting? Well, exactly. It's it's, it's yeah. actually something funny because as a Christian, they're supposed to admit that they have fault, uh, yeah. not with original sin, but on a weekly basis where they ask forgiveness. Yeah, and so I am. Should, I should am not be to their detriment to admit that they are they have a faulty wiring from evolution in their head, which they also probably don't believe in. I I like I I point this out all the time. Like in the eyes of like a Christian <laughs> philosophy, we are wicked, fallen creatures. Who need sure. the grace of God for forgiveness, right? That uh, and and of course, being brought up Catholic, I would say that, right? But you see, the funny thing is, Jews have a, a whole kind of pay it forward thing about sin. It's not that you're going to go to hell because there isn't hell in Judaism. Right. It's that you're preventing the Messiah from showing up, you fucker. Yeah, yeah, you're. You are. You have. Everybody. You haven't. You haven't caused your soul to burn in agony. You have caused your child to live without the Messiah. How dare? How dare you? And what would your mother think? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is I I don't know like um it's like a guilt culture that it is it's because 
Catholicism yeah. is the Christianity least removed from Judaism, and so we kept the guilt. Yeah, you know, you kept the guilt really important. Said, All right, everyone has the same mother now. So, so does the so so that must explain like pearly things is whole bit is she's actually feeling guilty that she's not married, and so she. Just, oh, that per, that poor creature. I mean, that's a whole different. Ca- I'm I'm talking about like a normal, healthy Catholic brain. I can't explain a grifting in right place. right but 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 no oh. that 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 well, thought look, just you you gotta that, listen to her thoughts about marriage because she hasn't been married well, well no she I, knows i i made it i made it i made a joke on twitter this week that she must be coming uh that she must be trying to come on to me now because i'm a huge <laughs> because i'm a, i'm a huge james bond fan and so now all of a sudden oh she's she's like criticizing she's more She's more obsessed with Pierce Brosnan and his wife than I am. Oh God! <laughs> the funniest thing is, just that that one dumbass, that dumb fuck. He he looked at that that pair of pictures and he saw instead of a successful marriage, where two people loved each other and stayed by each other's side, even though he was a fucking like big name actor, they stayed together through all of that and they had no like huge marital scandal or any of that noise. It was just a normal. Happy marriage. Yeah, they. Yeah, they've she been to. Looks good by the time they got to their age. Like they both still look good at their age. Yeah, they've and they've been upset. Yeah, upset. they've been together for like forty years, which like and like all these like you know conservative people are like, well, I wish there were a moral Hollywood couple, and it's like, okay, They're then pretty, you pretty moral about their stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Then then it's like you you find the one moral couple, and it and they're like. Not good enough. She's fat or something like that. So yeah, it is too small. Not even that fat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. No, like she didn't, she didn't do the the characteristic uh, uh, pull the pull the pin on the grenade move either. Like if she's... I move too much in either direction, it's gonna fall off. But <laughs> <laughs> you got any duct tape? I got a big head. This is the struggle. I don't own hats. Now, oh God, now they're going to have to hold me to if I'm wrong about whatever that bet was to eat this hat, huh? Shit. I said I, I, I make that bet because I, I can't lose because I don't own a hat. So I, if I say I'll eat my hat, what hat? I Now it, I got it, a hat. God, I got to get rid of this. It's, it's, it's a good thing that you're not Jewish, Max, because, wearing a, because you would have a tough time wearing a kippah. First of all, first of all, I've been to fucking Jewish services before, Sam. And then they know that I'm a big guy. They have big fucking kippas, like obviously. They might have to order it special, but like I get that anywhere I go. You know, they might say, Oh yeah, we don't have one right in your size and stuff, but if you're going to something like a wedding that you're like invited to, they'll get you a fucking kippa. Anything else? I haven't been to too many other services. I think a bar mitzvah, they'll get you one for that too, because it's a schedule. Look, you can get a kippah. <laughs> well, here's the thing: is is the, uh, it's a misconception that there are all these little teeny hats. This is just like, that's just going to make are the, it more the ones, people calling me Jewish. You, you must huh? have seen you must have seen the ones that the uh, that Muslims will wear. Um, I, I, um, um, you're a pitch black. Yeah, the yeah. One the guy was wearing they, in that movie. They, the, the they hat you were right on to your giant head. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the, it's uh, um it looks kind of like a like an upside down pie tin, you know it's got the straight sides on it and the flat top. Yeah, like that that's that is all there's that's also yeah. a yarmulke. Think also about it, Sam. Think about it, Sam. If you if they didn't have 
larger size kippas, that would mean that if you're just the rare, really tall, big headed Jew, you, you can't go, you can't part. You're the one guy because you're too big. You, you that, know who does most of yeah. the tailoring in this fucking country? Never mind. Just <laughs> rhetorical yeah. questions. I well, no, yes, I thought I, I'm pretty thought, sure they can get you the right hat if you're going to I, service. I well, thought, of I thought they can. They've got the they got that place in uh, uh, Guangzhou, right? Well, um, well, hold on, hold on. I thought I thought the Chinese were taking over the tailoring business now. Yeah, yeah, no. but I'm sure if you needed to touch up a kippa, you could find a guy. <laughs> All you gotta do is oh, yeah, go. well, that's all you true. have to do is go to their store. Go to their store on Christmas. Yeah, exactly. It's not like Ma- rocket science. Uh, Morpheus. Look, I could find somebody to I could find somebody to do and touch up Catholic regalia. Morpheus also wants go to down to the eat. monastery, right? They'd probably know somebody down there. It's the same thing. All I'm saying is look, if I need a, a, if I need a dress, guy. if like, I need a dress in my size, I know I can go to the Catholic Church. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. It is weird how so many monks or Afghanistan apparently, <laughs> or Afghanistan and Yemen. Although now the Pope says he's going to ordain gay there. marriages, so I don't even know if I want to use oh, the word Catholic yeah, the, anymore. As as Evan would say, the anti Pope. The anti Pope. Uh, yeah. really he's stepping on it big time with all these things he's doing. I I, I would like people don't understand because I'm from a heavily Catholic area. How pissed off American Catholics are with him at this point. Oh and yeah, he, he's, up here he's, he's basically Biden for Catholics. Th- this is like this is like the Catholic like center, except for Chicago of the whole country. And I'm telling you right now, there's nuns outside churches in 2020 with Trump, uh, Trump signs. My hey, wife didn't even attest that. You saw the nuns with Trump signs, right? Yeah, yeah. it's so crazy. Like. <laughs> The Pope is pissing them off with so much, and not even with like hot button social issues. That's where he gets most of the bad press. Even like management of the actual church, I've mentioned it before. Canceling um, Portuguese mass in this area is a very unpopular thing. Uh, there's people that lived here that have done Portuguese mass for like seventy years and stuff, and it's not mm-hmm. that it wasn't well attended. It's just that they've decided that they want them to either go to the English or Spanish one. And that came down from the Vatican. And people here are pretty pissed about that. Now, what am I going to tell my grandmother? That she can't go to her mass anymore? And yeah, the answer is yes. They got rid of it. And Portuguese mass is different. They have different kind of customs and stuff. The way they do things. So you're not allowed to anymore. Or, Or a lot of places being told that they couldn't do traditional Latin mass which I don't even understand the problem with that. If you voluntarily are doing this as a side thing, which most of the places were, but that kind of involvement in the local affairs of different churches is getting just as bad a reaction as the social hot button issues. This is why I'm glad like, like we don't have like a Pope in Judaism, not even like the rabbinical council counts as that kind of shit. Cause like there's so uh, in the same kind of vein, um, so there's a, there's, I can't remember that this is a real, it's an actual story, but I, 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 it was like, you know, someone told a friend of a friend the same yada yada. So there was some, some telephone that went on, but it came out to the same more or less at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, a kid was, uh, uh, had, had some developmental issue and wasn't, basically was nonverbal. Uh, that, that went to a synagogue. And so this kid learned how to play, um, what was it a violin or whatever. 
And so they started playing the violin during services. And some people in the congregation Ooh. got upset. And yeah, then the, but the cantor, the cantor and the rabbi, you know, convened were like, uh, they basically, they said to the, whoever was, was upset, look, prayer is soul speak. And this is how this person prays. And so basically stuff it, you know, find another synagogue if you're upset. That's cool. Yeah, that's which. So like when I was growing up and, and uh, we, I'd go to shul on, on uh, weekends after, after services, et cetera, et cetera. So Saturday, Sunday, Hebrew school, um, uh, the, uh, the lady who would do the services with the kids until we got old enough to, to not piss off all the parents, um, her name, uh, Dora, she had this, uh, this drum, like this, uh, what the hell, it's a timber drum. It's the, like the big up top kind of curves down towards the smaller end on the other end. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's not like a tambourine. It's a, a timber or something or another. She had one of those. So she'd like, she'd play that every so often while we were, while we do services as kids. To keep you know, to keep everyone involved and having fun while we're doing it. Oh man, like because you know, you're hurting cats, right? I I have I have a similar like background in that you you mentioned you know religious services as a kid two nights a, a week. Wow, you know, what a shock. Right. Similar, um, and and one would be like the CCD and and everything. Right. We'd go on retreats, and the the priests and the monks, dude, would have the banger bands and they'd be playing like traditional like rock music too and and a, a little bit of christian rock and they were good it's just all the priests man because that's what they do at their time and um that's a pretty cool thing as a kid into music you know um obviously i'm not a good catholic <laughs> i'm the worst catholic ever but that's the upbringing right i had too many problems with a lot of their rules which it's good to see people standing up against the church, but I wish they would stand up in other cases too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you get raised in that culture and yeah, you, you get impacted by it. It's a guilt thing, especially in those, those particular two <laughs> strains of religion um, that it seems like a lot of other people lack because like, I, I find a lot of Protestants, they have the guilt, but like their whole shtick is like, you should internalize it somehow. Or that you're absolved of it just by the fact of believing in Jesus, which um, they don't under like. I find a lot of them don't understand the the idea of confession properly at all. They think you're asking the priest mm -hmm. for forgiveness rather than like humbling <laughs> yourself. Look, man, uh, if you could uh, get me off on that whole gambling thing, mm -hmm. I, I know I owe you the cash, but can I? Could you give put in a word for me with God? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like no, <laughs> no. Can you put in a word for me with the bishop? You're 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 showing humility before the church and acknowledging that you're a wicked, filthy sinner because that's literally the philosophy of the religion, is that you're a wicked. That's why you have to go to confession to remind yourself that you're a wicked, filthy sinner taking a shit. That's a sin. You being here at all, breathing air, that's a fucking sin. That's Catholic cult. That's what they believe, bro. <laughs> and, it, and you know what? It's because we read a lot of Old Testament, which is why there's, I think, a lot of crossover. Yeah, so it's so it's actually funny the the other place where there's a, a big distinction, although it's 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 funnier the way that you look through the the shades of uh, of of um, faithfulness to the tradition that you see in the different uh, different versions of, of Judaism too. Mm -hmm. Like you find that with a lot, it's, it's a lot more prevalent. It's, it might even just be a, a frequency bias because there's so many more Christians. Yeah, that 
you know, there's a lot more prayer for things as if they're, you're going to affect the ineffable plan or what have you. Mm. Uh, whereas in Judaism, the, the principal act, the principal purpose of the act of prayer besides communing your, yourself with God in that sense is to put yourself in the, to humble yourself before him. Humble yourself always. Yeah. That, that and that's, it, that's it's not, it's not to pray for things from him. The, the whole two way radio being a bad thing is known, you know, since antiquity. Yeah. Um, you know, God talks to you. You have a problem. That's that's part of the reason why the whole God talks to the Pope thing doesn't fly with Jews. It doesn't end well. It's also it, it also uh, involves what well, in Judaism it's called doubters instead of agnostics or atheists. Uh, it's accepted in Judaism that there are doubters, and those would be the people who say like, you know, Moses talking to the to the burning bush. That's okay. He might have just been high, but after he inhaled the fumes and heard God's voice, I have questions. What kind well, of bush was it? That's why the like the soft Catholic version of that is purgatory, right? Right. Like, so, like the the idea is that you you humble yourself before God by saying aloud to yourself and, and those around you that you humble yourself before Him. Yeah. God is above you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is why you why you pray for these things is because you I are still do the orienting your mind prayer. towards wanting those things too. I do the like prayer praying for peace. At the monastery, you know, the, the same prayer stare kind of deal that um, Martin Luther wrote right. about is one of his reasons for disliking the Catholic Church at all, because he said it right. was an empty tradition. And I would contend to anybody that believes that, that I don't even think you need to believe in God to feel like humble doing such an act, right? Kneeling and, sure. and contemplating and just thinking about your place in the world as you ascend to some some great sculpture usually or so, or something in, inspiring sight at the top and you're just supposed to think about your place in the universe it's not praying for things right yeah well and i think if, like the, if the you thing need to pray for people is, is, the catholic uh, will light a candle for that right that's that's mm -hmm. what we do rather than because like what's the point it, it's um it's just a small so, yeah. act of acknowledgement, right? Which is all you're really doing when you're like, let us lead the church in prayer for Agnes. The Catholic will just light a candle for Agnes, right? Because all the <laughs> all that you're offering is your act of acknowledgement that you hope God right. finds their grace. So, the so we have, um, so minion as a concept means you need to have 10 or more Jews or whoever's going to pray present to be able to do certain things for prayer. Yeah. And it largely has to do with praying as a community. And uh, one of the things that is that's it's more I mean, you can do it without minion, but it's important that you have minion. Uh, so misvote are not good deeds, but obligations, what you ought to do. Right. So like you ought not to kill people. Right. You know, that that's you just it, it's not like you're, you shouldn't get a cookie for not killing somebody. You should just not do it. Right. Uh, and you know, like you should feed. Why? Your kids. Why? Because God specifically told us not to. Well, so there is the commandment aspect of that one, sure. Okay, my well, better also example. because if you want to, like, in, in the Catholic version of it, we also have this. You, yeah. if, if you follow the seven virtues, you don't need the ten commandments, sure. kind of thing. Okay. Well, so a, another example: you should feed your kids because you ought to. Right. If you don't, you know, if, if you don't, there's bad things that happen, sure. But like, you don't. That's not something you should proudly tell somebody else as if you deserve an award for it. Right. It's baseline. So it's not. It's not like it's a good deed. It's just something you should do. Yeah. So that's that's what mitzvot are is is what you ought to do or what you ought it's, not your, to do. It's your responsibility. I I would say like yeah uh, responsibility. Often responsibility, especially as a man in in a lot of cases. Right. So so the uh, thing with the minion there, I was getting back to the part where you mentioned Agnes and the in prayer and so on. 
Yeah. There's a thing. So uh, there's kind of these breaks between sections of a normal service uh, for of prayers, uh, and and one of them is uh, so one of the, so Kaddish uh, is one of them. It's it's involves prayers to ancestors and God, whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, right. But one of them is the mourners Kaddish, where those who uh, you pray for the sick and unwell and those who have recently passed and remember those who passed before. Mm-hmm. So basically, what you're you're in at that point in time, the the um, cantor or the rabbi will will ask uh, basically those who uh, um, those who who have names to say, please come forward, and you'll give the name of someone who's sick, unwell, or recently died, uh, or if it's the anniversary of a death, if that's important to you. And that's what the, the Catholics main, do this with uh, Catholics do this with the Mary yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. That, so, so my dad's actually Catholic. So I, I, uh, I've got some of that. He, it's obviously Jewish it's mother. Means there's, like you can see an important that, part there. <laughs> as I look at yeah. it, like uh, Catholicism of all the Christian traditions carries over yeah. the most from old school Judaism. Well, if they carry the fire and brimstone over, certainly. Yeah, yeah, and the guilt. <laughs> yes. And the and the the family they distributed although, it better. Although although in um Catholic family idea is quantity over quality, I think, versus the <laughs> Jewish one seems to be the other way around. And I've always tried to like that's why I said like I've had friends who are like out and out anti Semites that I don't really associate yeah. anymore, and like that's kind of publicly known too. Um and, and I've never really agreed with them because my my baseline is is like well, the Jewish culture believes very strongly in family and education. And if you're right. a culture that revolves around those two things, you're probably going to have a high success rate anywhere you go. Unless you're specifically like excluded from things. And that's why I push family. I think we lost. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, like I said, like, I think that that, itself is just a recipe for success unless you're specifically excluded yeah i was gonna say the um it it, uh it kind of flies in the so it's it's funny if you look at other other um immigrant based cultures in the united states uh the left it tries to excuse it with the whole model migrant myth or model minority myth which is bunk Uh, i mean they, they they start off having a point and quickly fall into bullshit uh, yeah, like, yes, yeah, so we do at, want people who come the, here to be competent. Look at these Asians from this uh, time period. Look at the Cubans from this time period, and it's uh, kind of skewed like, statistically. Right. And then you say, well, look at them now, and uh, how many generations before that stuff falls off in a community? And you say, okay, well, these communities are clearly more successful because why they have this kind of attitude towards things. Cubans is just starting to fall off. Like, you're seeing... Some cute and, and it's funny because the uh, the they, the the way it works in South Florida with the way that uh, that we import uh, the the hippie liberals out of New York uh, when they get old enough and they have nothing left to they don't have any fucks left to give as far as pushing their ideology uh, they show up down in in Miami and uh, say hey maybe communism's not such a bad idea and, and suddenly all the Cubans get real conservative again yeah yeah they say, still you know what like you know that. what family matters again right now. Well, and that's that's another thing, like with Hispanic culture, like you're not taking their family values out of most of them either. Not right. as quick. And the thing is, like uh, the black, I talk about this sometimes, um, the black fatherless rate was not an abnormality for the current system and like the welfare state. It was just ahead of the curve. 
because white people caught right. up to the fatherless households very quickly. That's and what it's I was spreading. saying earlier. The, the reason it's not hit the Hispanic community is partly because their insular culture by having virtue of their own language that they use yeah. even in this country, they, they didn't work in all that anti-masculine shit. And so being masculine in Hispanic see, culture is still the thing. What you'll see is uh, um, in, with Judaism is, as like a microcosm, the um, so reform came first as a reformation of, of our culture out of having to hide it. And then right. the response to that culturally was the conservative Judaism movement to say, well, you know, we, we fought all this time to remember and protect our traditions in the background. We should yeah. follow some of them again. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, we should, we should, you know, there's, there's gotta be a part where we say, okay, we have these, we, we know this is traditionally what we did. We need to find a way to keep this because we, we brought it along with us for a couple thousand years. And That's now we have I, the opportunity I say to do about it, the Latin mass, right? Like, right. It, 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 taking Latin mass from Catholicism is like a fucking it's a, kind a of a heart. Yeah, it, it, it hurts. You know the very idea of it. I grew up. I took Latin for four years because I did Latin Mass, and that's <laughs> one of the few things about Catholicism I really liked. Well, at some point, you just want to know what the fuck yeah. you're saying, right? And that led me to Roman history. <laughs> and a nerd like me suddenly, like, like that's my thing. Is um, you know, a lot of people have their different historical period. Like yeah. Rome is is my jam, and it's so the the, the history there is so epic and grand. Yeah. A lot so of you, cool shit happened then. So you were thinking about Rome before it became before it even became a <laughs> I took four years most, in high school. You're damn right. I, I most intelligent I, men were doing that, yes. I took uh I took two years in high <laughs> school. Reading the classics, yeah. Like that was how I grew up. So I took the uh, the discount Latin class. I took Spanish. I uh, I also took one year of Portuguese. <laughs> But I had basic uh -huh. conversational Portuguese because, like, I'm adopted by a Portuguese guy. Yeah. So, like, half my family is all Portuguese at, at this area. Cool. It's weird because, like, we're the one area that has this where it's, like, a large yeah. Portuguese. They came in, like, the 30s, most of them. and huh. um, Or at least that's when oh, they that makes sense. And they come from mainland Portugal. So people get confused because yeah. they Portuguese, people who speak Portuguese are a vast array of color. There are black, yeah. white. Oh, well, yeah. there are native Brazilians all the way up through, uh, mm. up through the the blanched white northern Iberians, to the fucking to the actually black Cape Verdeans because right. they, it was like a colony nation, yeah. And so, like, there's a lot of people of a lot of skin tones from a lot of places in the world that speak Portuguese. And it, it does confuse. It actually confused George W. Bush kind of famously. Of course, it's a to where he reclassified them from white to other because most Portuguese people who are white, like from, from Europe, from Portugal, right. Consider themselves just white and they are right. Yeah. If a Greek guy is white, they're fucking white. It's, right? it's they're, they're basically, it's, it's kind of like, um, like a Turkish person saying they're, uh, they're Brown. Yeah. But George Bush had encountered several, like from Trinidad and Tobago and Cape Verde. Right. And all these places, and so he, well, he should he should definitely do the same with French after going to on a visit to Haiti. I think but he knew he knew that they weren't um, Hispanic and that they were distinct from mm -hmm. that. So he was like, they need a different category. And so for a couple of years, my whole family had to legally 
on all those forms, if you fill out the, the race thing, they had to put other, other. And it was like, what Portuguese? They're from literally like Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> they, they think of themselves as white or some Portuguese, like Brazilians and stuff will say like Central American Hispanic. Right. Latino. But like you won't see any any Portuguese people that are confused and think they're other. You know, it's such a it, it did get changed later on, I think, under the Obama administration. But it's one of those things you'd never hear about. But it's one of those stupid government clerical one guy's just stupid. So now on paperwork, you're filling it out. wrong. You're either filling it out wrong by putting white, which most of them, that's what they did. Or mm -hmm. you're or you have to put other and then write in Portuguese. Thankfully, I'm adopted, so I'm actually all Irish, so I didn't have to put... I could just put white. <laughs> that probably cost me a few job opportunities, but whatever. You know, it's it's funny. Like, that was... That's one of the things that... So, it's... Not only is is it always funny when the story comes up, but at some like at some point, both my brothers and I have, have talked about... And it's, it's cynical humor. Yeah, what, do you, what do you put? Do you getting, put white, or is Jewish, like, an option? Jewish has never been an option. So Never. you put white or other or what? Based, that's that's what I've been told to put the entire time is white. Yeah, I think so that's it's, fair, it's, though. It's, like, in, it's a Schrodinger's thing, though. It's 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 a Schrodinger's POC thing. It's, and uh, this is something I came up with another friend. Yeah. We're having a giggle about it. Well, and that's see, what the I'm, Nazis I'm too, will fucking run on and on and on yeah. about. But I, I I'm, really, it's, I'm it's too Jewish exactly for the white supremacists. Too Jewish for the Nazis. I'm mm -hmm. too white for the uh, the Marxists. Yeah, they, it's, it's the, like the Jews that so came over here adopted to meritocracy quite well. Wow, what a shock that people who believe in family sure. and education and they they do well to, in a country that you know, at the time was very things like uh, things like you're going to be reading your grandfather's books because I said so. Things like yeah, that. That helps. <laughs> yeah. Here's some like, ancient you know, knowledge that's been passed down for a few thousand fucking years, bro. Like you're you're not gonna be going out on uh, on this that and the other night till two a.m. in high school. Oh yeah, and have around. some goddamn morals and decency. That that one will do it too. You know, feel free to get shit faced around family at at uh, normal routine events. And that's the thing is is actually because like I'm from a family that's kind of like that, but my mother is like a a psycho. Right. And, and so she's the like I'm I'm basically like a fallen elite in a sense because I was raised by a single mom who was on drugs and had all kinds of mental problems from an otherwise like my family was kind of high society. I just came from and so she moved off to the ghetto and fathered uh, yeah. me out of wedlock and had a couple kids. She she got my stepfather to marry her because she got pregnant by him and she used a crazy abusive and so, like, I had this bad life, but everybody else, like, all my cousins and shit, they own massive businesses by the time they're 20. They work in, like, I have Jewish relatives, too. Oh, God, that's why people say I'm Jewish, but I'm hold not. Up. My hold aunt, on, hold on, my, Max. What happened is my aunt converted when she married a surgeon. <laughs> and, and then the funny part is, is after they got divorced years later, um, she went, she didn't go back to Catholicism. She became part of the Jews for Jesus stuff. And they were. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hilarious. And that's the kind of thing, but like, yeah, I, 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 
my family grew up around the Kennedys and all this shit. Like I've met, I met Ted Kennedy one time at a, like a family function thing that he That's showed up nice. at. It fucking sucks to be the loser of the family though. When the family, when, yeah. when, and so I'm a great spokesperson for this, for anti-single motherhood, because as a dad that lives with the mom of my child and my child as a family unit to try and correct the wrong that occurred with me, um, I feel yeah. in the proper place to say my mom was the experiment in single momery in the family right. and everybody else did a lot better. And I had to fuck fucking become like a party animal for a while and then get my shit together. Mm -hmm. And the one thing is, is yeah, I, I did take model from, um, uh, we were arguing about this kind of philosophy specifically. And there was this Jewish guy that said like, family should come before everything and we were talking family about the first. idea a, a principle yeah. right what was the principles and we were looking in the technical definition and i was arguing with a bunch of guys and i sat down and i thought about it for real right what was my principle and the and my wife was pregnant at the time and i said first and foremost is the betterment of myself and my family because everybody else wanted to talk about my principle is liberty my principle is this my I really thought about it, dude. And nothing matters more than that. That underlies everything to take yeah, care of my yeah, son, yeah. my wife and myself and, and put us in a better position is more important than anything. Well, I like how you said it in that, in that way. Cause that was the point I was going to get to is, is, um, it's this for me. So our idea here is, is uh, family first, mm. my kids, my wife and me in that order. Yeah. As long as we're happy, healthy, and and we're under a roof together and we can get we have food and water, that's the baseline. After that, everything's gravy. Yeah. You know, after that, after that's that's survival, and then I want thriving after that. Yeah. But but I can be happy under pretty pretty good like yeah, this year's yeah. been tough. This Christmas is not last right. Christmas, right? It's not the Christmas before, and it's certainly not the Trump Christmases. And, and, but, but you know what? Yeah. The good thing is I'm not a materialistic guy and my son's not materialistic. I think partly as a result, I mean, he likes toys, he likes things, but he's not like, uh, what did he ask for, for Christmas? The only thing was pink Godzilla. And I had to like, <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? Pink Godzilla. So yeah, I go look in the first and I'm looking at all these, uh, like on Amazon and stuff, action figures, because I figure he has a bunch of like 12 inch robots and dinosaurs and he likes to fight mm -hmm. them, right? So I'm thinking, all right, we can get a Godzilla of that size, but I never seen a pink one that I don't know what he's talking about, but he was insistent on it, right? And actually, hold on. <laughs> what it was, was uh, for the new movie, Godzilla. I guess I have to have the Santa hat on for this. He'll never see this, so it's not a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> Years down the road, we're gonna come find him one day. If you guess find what it. your dad did right before Christmas, <laughs> I realized because I came across the trailer for the new. I know everybody saw the Godzilla like minus one, and that was kind of a hot deal. But Godzilla versus Kong, right? Yeah, and it's oh. Uh, he oh. has he has the blue and purple energy on his back in right. the trailer. It's purplish pink, right? 
when he like right. is about to have his atomic breath. That's what he meant. He meant the Godzilla from the King Kong thing because there's also a baby Kong in the. I don't know if anybody's seen it. It's actually pretty good for like a modern film trailer. Looks like a fun little action Kong and Godzilla fight. Then they team up. I'm in. All yeah. right. And this is what my kid's getting. It's got them both in a little city you can build up to smash. That's fucking awesome. It was way more expensive than it should be, but it's exactly what he asked for. Well, I, I had no idea what he meant at first. It took me a while. Well, I know. I know. <laughs> not all he's, get, he's, get, he's getting a bunch Damn. of shit. But. Well, I know what you're going to be doing on Christmas Eve, all, on Christmas Day, all day, Max. Oh, we're going to. No, it's the same every year, man. We got our tradition. We're going to. Open up presents in the morning with the boy, and uh, I'm gonna make an early uh, dinner like I do. Like while we're opening presents, I get the turkey going and the ham and everything, and um, we fucking have a middle of the day dinner. Half the time, I fucking take a nap, and sometimes we get up and go down to the monastery because they have like a bajillion lights all set up through the whole place. It's like it's beautiful. And you can go through the shrines of the uh, stations of the cross and stuff and the prayer stair. Like I said, my boy always makes me go up there, but he doesn't he doesn't get the humility or prayer thing yet. So he asks people what they're doing. <laughs> but nobody. See, this is why they cordoned us kids off at, uh, at the synagogue. I mean, they knew that it, we would do that shit. Yeah, it's crazy. We've even we've met people from all over the world at this thing at this monastery, too. It's kind of famous. Met people from Israel one year, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. People coming out that they have to visit it or whatever. If you're, I guess, if you're a religious buff about the area, you would. For specifically for the Christmas light display because it's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a pilgrimage for people who can't make it to the Middle East. A Hajj to Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. No, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. I I grew up going. I mean, there's a couple monasteries around, but it's the big one. Yeah. I tell you, like for for New York, for I mean, probably not terribly dissimilar in the in the way yeah. that it has some personal the, meaning. I went out to I, a monastery my, in upstate New York one time. Well, my mother's from Brooklyn. Um, yeah. My mother was born and raised in Brooklyn. So when I went on, uh, so twelfth grade, my my high school, we had a New York trip. Oh, so God. just being able to a walk Jew across from the New Brooklyn, York, guys, guys are gonna right. fucking lynch us now. We had an Israeli on, and now we got a Jew from New York. What's next? Oh, well, I'm from Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> and I got an Israeli flag in my name. I guess they're right. I, maybe I am Jew. Maybe I so should I, convert. Like maybe crossing, I should convert that bridge. a joke. If God favors the funny, and that's a good joke. Oh, no, know. what you need to do is just, just go ahead and, and do your Latin mass in Hebrew, and that'll really fuck well, with you. Well, pretty much the same thing. Well, no, you want to have this one all that different. <laughs> You want to know the really funny thing is I've actually known Craig longer than I've known you, Max. No, no. The thing though is like is like the the Jewish service uh, is way more upbeat, is what it is. I actually enjoy the tempo, like musically. I guess as like a music nerd, I kind of it's a enjoy, lot of singing. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy the up tempo. It's not even upbeat because a lot of it's really somber. Chanting up like chanting but musical stuff. Yeah, but it's, chanting but it's up tempo, which makes it feel like more musical. Uh but 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 Catholic mass 
there is when it's done right and in latin and by like a really good mm -hmm. old fire and brimstone preacher is yeah. theatrical as fuck it's metal as fuck too you see that actually picks my interest so like my girlfriend's colombian and uh so she's uh she's christian so which means at some point i'm gonna be going it means at some point i'm gonna be going to church if she's colombian she's probably catholic right like I South think American so. is mostly Catholic. Some Baptist, but not Colombian, I don't think. But which which means that basically at some point I'm going to be going to church in the future on a routine basis, I suspect. I mean, she she obviously she, she respects you know I have my faith in in kind and she understands that the related in the way that they are. So you know she's she's also open to the idea of of uh, us both you know going to to our respective places on weekends effectively. You know we. We get to go and have fun on Saturdays at the temple, and then we go over to the church on Sundays. That'll probably yeah. be the way things end up going. Confusing nothing, the kids forever. Nothing even wrong with that. I think. I think what in the end, my real problem with like growing up in an organized religion ended up being is like that exact thing is that they forced it on me. It was like that you sure. have to get confirmed. That was my big, and that's yeah. like the equivalent of a bar mitzvah, right? Like it's yeah, I, I got there's that, and then um, or you'll like never get married. You'll never get married in the Catholic Church, they say. Right. And you'll never be able to take communion and blah 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 blah. There's so much pressure, and I didn't. I I honestly was a teenager, edgy in the '90s, having a crisis about whether I believed in God or not at all. And I told the nuns sure. that honestly, and they said it don't matter. <laughs> don't matter if you believe in god so that, that right there is the is the literal distinction between religion and faith and laid so out it, there that that <laughs> led me to the fucking read the satanic bible actually i was like well, well, what does the other side have to say for itself <laughs> it's a the, little the more libertarian is, is really cool to read if you ever spend the time to do so uh what the what the uh because because uh, the interesting thing is that so the torah was kept basically identical for thousands of years and the uh the the bible uh the christian bible went through uh many different edits as it did as it went through things so the, you, to go back and see what they took out and left in and what they changed yeah it's, it's interesting to see how how well, it mirrored a lot of the cultural things going on at the time in kind of like with the, uh, the anti-pope today in talking online with people who don't have like a catholic education and they have like a yeah. christian education one thing I found is they, and, and even I think this came up with Sam at one point, they don't understand that we have a lot of the books that y'all have. Right. That cut, cut out of Protestant shit. Yeah. Right. Like Maccabees and like, like mm -hmm. uh, Jubilees and all this stuff. Like, yeah, like a lot of the Torah is, uh, and other works are still more intact in our Old Testament than the version that the Protestants. And they don't, so they don't realize that they're reading um, redacted seven version, seven books of the Bible, because Martin Luther just didn't like them. He thought they were too supernatural, and I'm like, well, look, man, the Old yeah, Testament's that, full of that shit. That's part of the faith. That it's, I mean, a lot of it is written as poetry for a fucking reason. Yeah, of course. Um, although I, what, what I think is endlessly hilarious is when a fundamentalist tries to defend it, like Ken Ham. Who, uh, who, when talking to Bill Nye, and I think caused an aneurysm, said, "I, I uh, you know, he's like, Nye says, do you take it literally or figuratively?'" And he says, "I take it naturally." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
the fuck you can see him screaming what the fuck does that mean in his eyes and I, and and honestly <laughs> until like i've i've never found a theory that was more fitting than and i have to give it to a guy that's fucking been my protege more than anything but he gave me one put one over on me with the fucking comedy theory of it's the i think it's like schmooly <laughs> unified relative comedy theory of god is what we call that's it that's good that's good and it's yeah it's the more relative the thing is to be funny the more likely it is to happen but funny is from the perspective of god and you might not know why it's funny well that's the ineffable plan is the is the comic script yeah you might you might well, you cannot understand the mind of god therefore you may never find this funny right but to god well certainly hilarious. if you're job if you're job it's never going to be funny Right, right. You can't, you can't. I mean, look, you know, you had, you had kids, but here's two more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Cain like might not find things so funny. <laughs> I mean, you never know. He has a, he's had a long ass time to wander around and think True. about it. He probably thinks it's funnier than anybody, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> so someone on was... Twitter uh, brought yeah. up this good point uh about the uh about the oh, whole boy. twitch thing with the uh with was the it, meta. wasn't it augustine saint augustine who said la uh comedy was the spark of cain though uh, maybe i'm wrong i don't know maybe. well you know it's funny so in in islam uh listening to music is a sin yes that so and that's it, what that right there makes me slice of anybody Wait. Well, it's why everything they listen to sounds like really annoying shit. It's because it's not music. <laughs> it's just some guy yelling about not listening to music. Yeah. Wait, really? That, that... Know, some of those some of those jihad jams are actually kind of catchy, but like oh, that the uh, yeah the um, the Solaris. No, so so it's 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 one of those fundamentalist things. Like you don't you don't see Jews burning rams at the altar right now, largely because we don't have the third temple. But you know, there's that's probably not going to happen at the third temple. Uh, so in the same way, you know, a lot of a lot of Muslims, in the same way that there's no perfect Christian, there's no perfect Muslim. You're gonna find the ones that drink. You're gonna find that most of them listen to music. I mean. You if know, things go the way like they're going, like there's gonna be a third temple because there ain't gonna be a dome of the rock oh, at some point. Jesus, and, and you can see all the evangelists in the United States are just salivating at the idea, and it's like yeah. I get it, you know. I and I just sincerely hope that from a Catholic point of view, that you don't wish for that ever. Like, and the, you don't may you not see the end of days, my friend. <laughs> well, it's, it seems the thing that that I think is gonna be the the um the that goes for the that's the, like an old catholic blessing you know right. may you not see the end of days audience i know a lot of you doomers out there think it's like a cool idea but you know from the bottom of my heart may you not may you well, not to see the end of days because i don't think you actually want so that. so well, that, the, the moral equivocation over over the uh the next um end of days cult uh meeting should the third temple arise you're probably going to end up seeing a lot of preachers or and pastors saying, "Look, look, they never said how long after the temple was made before yeah, look, Jesus comes back and saves there. everybody." He's really good. He's a great speaker. You should listen to him. Like to bring some silver. Uh, <laughs> keep keep the wood keep the wooden beams away. 
Especially if you got a pair or it's too long. Here, just take this microchip. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about the serial number. <laughs> we we will oh oh that oh that's the other thing too is when Kurt Doodle was on, I asked him about Bill Gates and Contrary to what everyone thinks, like Kurt Doodle actually says that Bill Gates isn't an evil mastermind. And that to me is hilarious because like I know at least a quarter of the audience is still sold that Bill Gates is like some evil like James Bond level mastermind. And, no. and look, I'm not, that's not even... here's the funny thing. He's incompetent. Yeah. It's not that's the, the best always... part. All his schemes I agree with, right? But every time, it's always bl- like if you actually chase down evidence and white papers that I have a because ten- I'm a fucking nerd. I have a tendency to do when somebody links me to some like Alex Jonesy shit. And I'm like, right. I want to see what the heart of this is. And oftentimes you end up in a white paper that says, well, yeah, but in the abstract, you know? Yeah, well, it, it's... Or or it says something completely different than what they're saying in the article. That's a good well, one. Well, it, it's like even if you don't agree with what Bill Gates is doing, like study, study says, not... Bill Gates is evil, and the study says something completely different than that. Right. It, it's well, even <laughs> if you don't agree with what Bill Gates is doing, it's like he's not coming at it from like a malevolent or evil place. Well, what that... I like in that example is that it's a study that describes a moral a moral opinion. Yeah, exactly. That kind of shit. You, you find it. <laughs> of course, it's like these the, the like disinfo and like fake news is well, real. I ran into something similar where someone said that you know, young engineer does a study on the cost of judges to to do the YouTube thing. I said I, I wrote that down in the back of the envelope and translated it to internet ease for my blog. That's a blog post. It's not a study. I crapped that thing out in like an hour. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because it, it was math comedy, and that's the thing. Right. That's what I say about engineers. If you like math comedy, they're good company, especially drinking. So or yes. playing with stupid shit around the office. So what you're tell what you're telling me is we're, we're going to get we're gonna get angry people who are like engineer does case study on pussy smoke on podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know. How could you even be angry? You know, I, I would be, I would laugh we so damn hard if I became mysteries. Imagine a world where I become better known for that as a legitimate theory of whatever the fuck than any other shit I've done involving like baby cancer. Well, Which, by the way, had nothing. I I didn't know that that was even a thing. All I got told was you get to fuck around with some plastic and like almost burn it a little bit, and then afterwards you can write about it. But you get to play these really cool toys. I said, all right, that sounds like an even trade. They said, all right, we're going to test this uh, with blood. And I said, wait a minute, hold on. Blood. They said, yeah, because babies, all right, babies, that's even more red flag, red flag. He said, yeah, and cancer. Shit. Bloody cancer babies, you say? <laughs> could you could you elaborate just a tad? Neonatal leukemia and uh, leukocyte aphoresis. No, I'm saying like that's isn't, the short that, isn't that your first question, right? That was that that's basically the response I got too. <laughs> like geez. I it to be done, but that's a lot to spring on a motherfucker. Right. I just like I was told I get to like play with extruders, man. 
Yeah, I got I got some fun lab equipment. I thought well, this was gonna be tell me uh, I'm gonna disrupt the fucking two billion dollar industry by you gotta tell me about bloody no. cancer babies before I had my morning coffee. I like that that's the place you went with that though, like directly. Like I didn't mean that to be the direction, but I'm, that's that's the best way to describe that without knowing what it is to cause right. like major in that, in that moment before <laughs> it gets explained to you at all, right? It's just, I you said what? I I love I love could you just a little more information might be <laughs> I I love I love too that like the we don't have very many people from the sector that like watch the show anymore I don't think but the ones that do they like clip the it to make it dead dude what are you talking about well yeah well you know the hang the hangers on they might they would clip it to be like uh, Craig. They're called Klingons. You gotta wipe extra hard to get rid of them. Uh, <laughs> Craig like drinks adrenochrome. Hold is on, experimenting with. Thing, that's the thing is like Craig's had the all fucking kinds of shit. Craig gets shit said about him. If you don't follow at CraigBob99 on Twitter, you're missing out. Is all I'm saying. This motherfucker gets the most retarded people I've ever seen arguing with him. To try and feel smart, and I think it's mostly because he has like PhD in his Twitter name, and they just can't help themselves <laughs> by trying to feel smart, arguing with him because he purposely baits them in so masterfully, and it's a cause of a lot of entertainment when I'm like on the toilet. I'll tell you that you just scroll Twitter <laughs> and you see fucking Craig just just he doesn't even argue back half the time. He just puts up what the re retweets what the fucking retard says with like barely any comment back and that's funny enough man these people say insane things about him all the time sam oh i know i know i've seen hold on a second i heard adrenochrome this sounds hilarious oh wait you said adrenochrome please elaborate well no i well, no, I was just, I was just saying that. Well, like, okay, okay, yeah, you're okay. you're a science guy. Do you recommend Adrenochrome? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh, oh. Damn. So, so I was then, hoping it was a miracle cure that they were hiding from me. I guess not. So, so if anything that they say is true in the rumors, I also don't recommend it because then you'll become a Machiavellian asshole. So then, so then, Craig, this does beg the question: if not, if not so Adrenochrome. If not adrenochrome, then what are the elites, you know, uh, consuming to stay, you know, immortal or... Oh, obviously it's the souls of the fucking pureborn. Duh. Well... Well, you but, see, see, they go to the find, they go, they they find these Appalachian guys. They're like... They it's, find the Appalachian... it's all Sorry. the Jews. I, this is what they're getting wrong. It's the Jews. No, it's it's the elites. They all just get together and eat bait. It doesn't matter what religion they are. Well, arguably, they've flagrantly violated they all the Satan. different religions they could ask for. Yeah, <laughs> they, <laughs> not even the—they're not even following Satanism, right? I saw, you know, you know the old meme of like Jesus. What you know? Why do you keep giving me your hardest battles? I found one of those the other day, but the dude looks like he's like he's the retarded Mafield, uh, <laughs> and he's he's over here and he says, "Stop giving me your toughest battles." And then Jesus says. The enemies I gave you are fat, retarded, infertile demon worshippers that make no attempt to hide their true nature or deceive you. And all you have to do is oppose them. Like, not even physically attack them. 
Just ridicule them and they'll be humiliated. I do not know how to give you easier battles, says Jesus. Well, here's a good one for everyone out there. You can uh, you can now say that you, if you listen to the show, you have a uh, you have this Jew's approval to call George Soros a demonic uh, clusterfuck of a Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> because he's a literal fuck. He's he's as much of a Nazi as the dumb fuck they brought in to the Canadian Parliament. <laughs> no, no, no. He no, he actually is like he's he, unapologetic Nazi. Cons- yeah. Nazi, uh, 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 what the hell is it? Uh, yeah. no, he, he says, he, "Oh, he I did what I had to do." That was his defense. He, not, it wasn't even that. He it was it wasn't even that. He was asked, "Do you re- do you have any remorse or regret whatsoever for what you did?" He said, "No." He yeah. not only does he says he, no. He, he says no. With, he says no with the biggest shitty grin on his yeah. face. And this is a live TV broadcast from the fucking nineties or whatever, right? Whatever the fuck year it was. And you know what? That's a fair that's a fair assumption that the guy like that is bad anyway. I, but here's the well, thing. You know, I, I, he read Soros, out his I read Soros's shit. Me, me and Shmuley yeah. make a point of this. Like you have to yeah. know what the other side is talking about. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've sub I've subbed to his newsletter for years because I want to see yeah. what the what this guy has said. Well, the other one you can look at is uh, the the dumbest Rothschild uh, kid that's on Twitter, uh, arguing yeah. with everybody, <laughs> every Democrat point you uh, you you know and love. You can find it coming out of his mouth. Although this year, more and more, I've been you know the topics of the show have been drifting away from the day to day politic grind, yeah, and talking about uh, positivity. Like that's been kind of our goal since oh, yeah. I came on here, and. Um, I looked back. I we I've been looking back, trying to uh, compile some like highlights of the first year, right? And mm-hmm. I've been finding all kinds of older content just worth giving like a two minute clip up on my. Even if nobody watches them, they crack me up half the time. Like Dave oh, yeah. threatening to kick my ass from two years ago <laughs> was great. Um, or just like my dad advice from Johnny Fox. Which, by the way, there's like. 40 more minutes of dad advice to Johnny Fox. And I boiled it down to three that I think is the best advice he'd ever get in his whole life. And it's also my defense of bullying as well, because like, come on. What's funny. What, well, what's funny is Max, as I was beginning to say is I actually, I've actually known Craig longer than I've known you because yeah. he and I first met in uh, Johnny in mm-hmm. Johnny's uh, server when Johnny was still LARPing as uh, right. Falco. I just came in because uh, yeah. Johnny was melting down and I thought it would be funny and then encountered <laughs> my brother and yeah. then Johnny melted down further and it became this whole rabbit hole. And I did cringing over coffee over him for like a year. And I only really did like three or four episodes and then the documentary. But he kept melting down and he'd build a new channel and a new Twitter in like a whole new idea. He's obsessed with the I like idea. That he glossed over that though. I only did a documentary on him. <laughs> well, I did the documentary because everybody I mean, I said that it. was wrong, including him. And so, I get it. it's just but like, I did though. Funny to me. Did I not interview you for the documentary to get as many people on record Fair. saying like? And everybody said the same thing in the documentary. That's the funny part. That yeah, he's done some stupid shit, but he's not a bad guy. Well, and if he well, just got his shit together and realized like he shouldn't get so angry, he'd be fine. And and his response to that was to get really fucking angry 
at them, and that was long before the documentary. They were telling him, Johnny, just calm down. Uh, the part where he listened to the like the new guy and just kicked everyone out and like, yeah, I, I really wish he hadn't done that. And then you know he he came around and he like I talking and, to him like you know I, I you're a friend of mine. I don't I don't want to see you do this. He said you're never my friend. And I was like oh, well, I'm at that's so the point. I, that's the point where I step people. out, man. I met so many cool people and have had the chance to have conversations with people through that. So. It's it's so weird. I kind of replaced Johnny Fox in his circle, and it just kind of carried on, <laughs> and I became one of the crew. I'm not even kidding. All right. that, that Where the fuck's weird. your Minecraft server, man? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what what? No. What's funny was uh, Should I get you on my World of Warcraft season of Discovery server. What what's <laughs> what's funny is what's funny, Craig is. Uh, I had uh, I had Johnny on my podcast because he was promoting like his books. As this is yeah. when I still thought he was like a, a legit guy. So he came on my show to like promote his books, and like I asked him a question about the book, and about halfway through, he goes on this tangent about this Back. cyber about the cyber about this cyber boy but it wasn't it wasn't max me Sam. though Craig. the notorious my, max sam yeah it was my brother he went on like a hissy fit on sam out of nowhere because he sam had no idea who this person was at all and so sam when he came across me because my brother just kind of took my old internet handle and thought that we'd never like he thought the internet was a he told me that years ago and, and i asked him about you know, the name and he said i'm fucking with my brother the night i met him i asked him about his name and he said i'm fucking with my brother yeah this was this was like 2015 16 whatever but he didn't like it because my uh abrasiveness has gotten people that like he didn't really like that they thought he was me and they were not nice to him and i told him that I was like, yeah, I got some fucking shit because I speak. It's like I've I've actively argued with like alt right and Nazi guys like in public places for years, and I I take no shame in that. Like, oh, you'll say platforming them, but it was never my platform. And some you of know, them keep personally me. and stuff. Like Chris Cantwell came reminding, after me. Keep reminding me to look up because you say you keep talking about all right, and 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 when you, you say the all right. One of the names that comes to mind that I haven't thought of in a long time is James. Also, he Sam had him as a guest before he was um, alt right or whatever. Yeah, yeah so I I you had shit for that too. Yeah, I oh, actually <laughs> that, that was that's the, that's the only episode that I will admit to like deleting of the show yeah. because uh, because well because well, okay so. When I interviewed all sup, he what like he was just like a normal. Mm. He was just like yeah. A normal. He seemed normal early on, didn't he? And then basically, like I was in, like I was still in, I was still in college. And then when the whole uh, when Charlottesville came on, like I had people like advise me, like, "Hey, you actually don't want to delete this because we know yeah. that." We know that there's nothing bad, but like if someone in your college sees that, they might they might they might make an unfair like connection. I got I got yeah. worse than that because I had had an interview with um, and I I stand by it all, okay? Because I argue with you. There's a famous one that's still up somewhere. The show is called Goy's Over Cigars. This is a guy I knew in real life, 
and we went to a, a cigar bar and we would record he would record podcasts there and they were fascists he's uh like i don't know he's still like well known in those circles i don't associate with him anymore but he wanted to argue for it and he was talking about fascism as like oh the state needs a dad that that <laughs> this benevolent creature and like he went off for a while and all I said is, well, yeah, but even if your guy's perfect, he's going to die. And then new dad shows up. And sometimes new dad's a drunk. You know, you know? Jews learned this one with a second pharaoh. Right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. That kind of ended badly. <laughs> the benevolent father yeah. doesn't necessarily translate to success forever. And, like, I owned him so bad he shut down his little Nazi podcast and he hasn't really talked to me much ever since then, which is a shame because, uh, like, I personally hung out with this guy. And I, I don't know if he has, like, a problem with me, but he certainly didn't let – he shut his podcast down for years. He just came back. What? Um, what? I haven't talked to him. And what, I, what? I have other personal friends that – here's the thing is I was willing to entertain debate and argument and listen to, like, really edgy opinions. I don't – I'm not bothered by that. I'm, like, a 90s internet guy. But, like, they got real serious about this shit. And I'm like, bro, we live in, like, an area where you can't hate Jews, really. That's a stupid thing to do here. Because, like, that oh, the yeah, Jews yeah. are going to be the guy that fixes you up when you go to hospital, bro. Or, like... <laughs> <laughs> that's well, mostly, actually, I got paid like, by... And, um... and that's the other thing about Jews that people don't get is, like, for every fucking, like, billionaire that people want to talk about, there's a lot of, like middle and working class Jews too and if you act yeah. like they're all in on some evil conspiracy you must be retarded I just go ahead yeah. and lean into that shit because you know you might as well full, you go full agree and amplify um you see I, on Tuesdays is when we hold the zog rallies <laughs> what, uh, here, where we decide whether or not you're going to be alive next week here, here's the other <laughs> thing right? whose bank accounts we're gonna foreclose on here's the other thing is these guys <laughs> like unironically believe that kind of shit and and yeah. and if you but the, here's the problem for them okay i've hung around enough nazis in i'm talking in real life i've been right in the fucking thick of some of them okay enough they all their jokes are jewish jokes they stole them from jewish comedians i'm telling you yeah and pretty much and jewish comedians tell better jew jokes well i hear i got i got a good yeah. one and it's this is a bit of an old one for me personally but i think it'll help rabbi's uh, it'll been be good for the audience rabbi's been telling their fucking flock jew jokes for fucking yeah a long time <laughs> Well, you see, I, here, here's here's my update on on the the whole uh, um, copper wire thing. So everybody knows how how copper wire was invented. It was uh, two Jews found a penny at the same time. What they don't know is that copper foil got invented by the by a third Jew getting clotheslined by it. Yeah. But, um, see, there's aren't even there that creative. And and actually, there's a famous Shmuley moment where he can't, well, I had lost him, and that's why I reconsidered hanging out with certain people or even talking to them. He went on the show. And I was on with him and the guy said like a Jew had written an article and this guy was at this point starting to be serious about that. He transitioned from 4chan memes to like, like talking about it off air and it's not just jokes. And he made a video game full of like Hitler stuff. He's really cringe. And uh, that's, that's really fucking funny though. It is. Like like, it's funny to me. 
as the as the Hamas video game on Steam. Yeah, but it's not. Somebody even a, took the time. It's not good like that. One is not good at all. I got to play it as he was building it, and I was like, "Yeah," because it was like, um, he was Look, trying to. Look, you want to be that cringe? You got to commit. He I committed. No, he committed, but it I wasn't see quality good. in the video game. He committed in everything, but like. Look, if you expect to the video game, it wasn't original at all. It was like Borderlands <laughs> with Minecraft, but worse oh. in both respects. And just slapped oh, with textures on houses of not. To, you can buy it somewhere. And I, it just became way too much for me. And I have a high tolerance for that shit. I'm not a white supremacist in any way, shape, or form. And I've always argued against a lot of their stuff. Um, but also, like, like, I, I'm a I'm a firm believer in like listening to people to try and get at the root of like what's wrong, you know, and like them yeah. included. Like, how did they get there is kind of important. So, well, but, like, I can't, I can't recommend my to associate with people. What, what? So, this is the Schmooly thing. This was his moment when he quit, yeah. very, and he's he's not ashamed of this. Was the guy was doing a joke about how the article that this Jew wrote. He didn't like what was in it, and then there was a typo in it, and he was like, "Yeah, bad writing, uh, typical Jew." And Shmuley just fucking snapped, and he, he was like, "That's not even consistent with your own fucking stupid line of logic of why they're bad, stupid." And he left <laughs> because he was right. If your if your narrative is that Jews are so masterful at manipulation that they run all media. But also, they're really bad at writing. It doesn't you know, make any sense. And and he was if, so if right. the article was handwritten, I could understand because maybe a doctor did it. Right, but no, but, it, was uh, a, it was a public it was a salon or something. I am sorry it's to interrupt. Salon. I am sorry to interrupt, gentlemen, but uh, it's just he act- can't even remember his best. He can't even remember his own stereotype. Right, it, uh, that's unfortunate. And Shmuley was just like, I've had enough. That's the stupidest thing I think I've ever heard. Let me tell you something. Like, being a Nazi is, like, gay. (laughs) (laughs) Just to let you know, like, that's the gayest thing you could be. Actually, it's left gay to be trans. With the themes of our our, our, uh, podcast so far, when that picture came up, what popped into my head immediately was Jim Carrey in the fucking mask screaming, smoke it. Yeah, there you go. The the, the originator of the pussy smoke. Yeah. Some, uh, she someone... had one job and she blew it, and then he smoked the remains. <laughs> That's what the memes so... said. My wife has an aghast look on her face at me right now. That's what the memes said. I had one job and I blew it. See? <laughs> I can see, like, I can see listening to this and not seeing what we're seeing causing problems in a, in a relationship somewhere. <laughs> oh, I get dirty looks all the time. It's fine. I know. I don't mean like any of us. I mean like someone. I'm out pretty there's... sure. It's... I'm pretty sure that I'll know the point that I've crossed the line. But like by then, it'll be too late. <laughs> well, I, what I mean is, is it's in the same vein as this little old old uh, Carlin bit. Somewhere out there in the world exists the worst doctor. And tomorrow, somebody has an appointment with him. 
somewhere yeah some, someone somewhere right now is fucking they're trying to get that pussy smoke going do they have the thrust per minute to achieve that high level they- of viscosity only them and god will know my friend well, that's just another bit is, is and, and if they're... this, if God forbid this should ever happen to come on in the background with some ambitious young gentleman who's going for the gold, and he hears exactly what kind of performance he is required of, <laughs> and yeah. he finds out that he is not up to he is not up to snuff that night, and he knows it, how that is going to cause him to falter. <laughs> He's just gonna look down <laughs> in her eyes and say, "I'm sorry, darling." I, I just don't have 60 minutes of me at this speed. <laughs> That's why we I'm saying. Bedrooms. The other one's got more insulation in it. We can try there. I mean, but 60 minutes, just gen. Never mind. I'm, <laughs> I'm fishing for dirty looks, I guess. I'll just shut up now. Sam, what else you got? <laughs> oh, shit. I, you know, I. Uh, this has just been a well. I mean, in other it's news, we are educational episode. Well, in well, in other we news, went through the entire formula on how to achieve pussy smoke with a, a published scientist, right? And I then, and then also talked about a guy fisting a guy. Yeah, and. On the Senate floor. <laughs> Merry and, uh, Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. And also the fact that even though Colorado, uh, God, I love the holidays. It, it also the fact that even though Colorado removed Trump from the ballot, it doesn't really matter at all in the grand. No, Colorado's probably fisting in their fucking Supreme Court. Well, I mean. The governor is gay. Merry so... Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, come on. <laughs> the, the, the governor of Colorado is gay, Max. So, I mean, there's probably a lot of fisting <clears throat> in the in the Colorado. Well, wasn't that one guy that ran for Florida? I uh, the Was it the black guy there? Yeah. Or, or it, didn't he get caught, like, with crack? fucking some prostitute dude yeah yeah and i yeah. yeah and i and i would and i would like to remind the desantis uh based i guess well i i i would like to take this moment to remind all the desantis doomers out there that if, it, that, if that, it was was, his, that was this competition he bested so heartily that, was the crack smoking gay prostitution guy well no but uh but i'd like but what once again i in his once in his magic fairy boots once again, I'd like to I I'd like to remind the DeSantis doomers that if Trump hadn't endorsed DeSantis that first time, DeSantis would have lost to that guy. To the right, gay. So I, I have a, a totally disastrous uh... DeSantis in his magical fairy boots. That's my <laughs> Christmas totally story, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Just to answer, I think someone who's watching now. Um, so, uh, Morpheus. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, Morpheus. So, uh, they, they, uh, they, I got pinged on, on the twatters or, uh, uh, I got sheeted at. Uh, so they're, they're trying to find my game on steam and, uh, 
That's a, that's a, a pity that I see that they've further whittled down the green light uh, uh, graveyard that they had. So you had a that game, game is team? not is not made yet. And uh, now I gave myself in twenty years three thousand to publish it. So you might be waiting a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I wrote a particle sim when I was uh, when I was in high school. Well, uh, it I, sounds I, I like kicking around a uh, side project kind of deal, no? Yeah, and it's 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 yeah. you know basic. You have a repulsive and attractive field, so you get a little swarm behavior, and you get you know it kind of has like a friction thing, so they kind of group up together. You can get little orbits. Physics, and physics, and gravity, fucking shit is my jam usually. It's it's really fun to fuck with, but it also uh, is a little annoying to shoehorn into the Steam API. So, with the small amount of time that I had available to me to uh, to kind of try to cobble that into a thing before I had to uh, go on to grad school, mm. I know I got into grad school already, but uh, I I was changing projects. Um, I haven't had time to go back. It's like I wrote it in VB.net at the time because I was scripting it out. They have a C++ API. They have, in theory, a .NET wrapper for it, but I still had to write it in C-sharp because of whatever process they use, so I had to rewrite right. the code anyway. So fuck that right now is basically what I said at the time. I, I, I've been... like writing, I wrote the description with your brother helping me out, actually. So the fact that it required in the, uh, in the system requirements a Beowulf cluster was uh, his doing. Mm. <laughs> well... <laughs> I've I've fucked around with some fucking like Unity stuff and learned a little mm -hmm. bit of C sharp, but I've never took it serious. Um, I just enjoy the medium of games. Uh, so it was greenlit, by the way, uh, but it was yeah. as they were closing greenlight as a thing on Steam. Yeah, now because it's just like a hundred bucks and you're on, right? Exactly. They were preparing for that at the time. So I was in the last batch to get greenlit, and I think they basically just okay. said fuck it and they just greenlit everyone. Because there's no fucking way with the feedback I was getting, because I treated it as a joke and people were upset, and I thought I'd marked it as as free to play because that's what I intended was just to release it for free. And there's like you expect people to pay for this? I was like, wait, what? Oh fuck, sorry. So I, it's, it's that's the idea is free to play. But yeah, I, I it got greenlit. I went through all that like the license shit in the background, and then found out that the whole API thing is annoying, hmm. and so I haven't actually done it yet because I don't have time yet. And, but eventually it will happen. And then I already have the whole like that whole thing where you pay to to put it up there. Like all that's already done. So like it's yeah. got its slot in Steam's back end. It just doesn't have a game up, uploaded yet. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I always liked the idea of Greenlight, but they were right. Yeah. It became cancer. Dude, it, it became ass cancer. It, it, it's terrible. better to just say hundred bucks and whatever, even though that's still kind of cancerous. With it a just, lot of it just, it scaled. I okay most for of that out. Like their filters have gotten really good on Steam, I think. So it's uh it's it's part of it is a scaling issue and that the um for a while it was the right scale because you know users could go through and there was enough users and enough and a reasonable amount of games for them to to parse do I like this do I not like this. And less tools like Unity and Unreal available mm -hmm. as easily to as many people. Right. That's kind of and Unity then, especially Unity like changed the game. Yeah, then there was an explosion of bullshit. Yeah, um, exactly. That's and, how it changed the game. And, and your, your, your cue to review was just a bunch of nonsense of the same same brifty crap over and over again. Mm -hmm. So 
they the the, the, the whatever the, genres hot parody game the, fucking. yeah the barrier to entry was was way too low and the craft volume was way too high for the distributed nature of, of crowd um filtering so there's you know too many games not enough people to filter them through and say which ones are good or bad and then um they said okay 100 bucks it is and we'll see how that like if that lowers out the the volume of crap and it did kind of work Kind and of everything kind of started getting microtransactions out of nowhere. That in combination with them introducing like really intricate filters. For me personally, I use the filters. Yeah. I filter anime. You know why? Don't like porn games. So sue me. If you filter anime, you never see porn games. Because it yeah. <laughs> that's that's how it is. I don't like fucking anime, so it doesn't bother me to just cancel it. I'm not gonna play an anime game. So like that's not, not all anime is porn. I know, but enough anime is porn that my filter <laughs> prevents porn if I just check no anime. God, you're just like no. bats from our group. It's, it's constantly no jab shit. It's like uh yeah. I don't even mind jab shit. Like give me some old samurai <laughs> flicks or like some like um Well what I say is Robotech was an American anime and Japan can learn from it. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I guess yeah. Robotech, Robotech better than Voltron. Like, I fucking love Godzilla. Like, I ain't gonna... The old kaiju shit's hilarious, man. And sometimes so, it's good. So I hope that answered Morpheus's question. I didn't... I was I was trying to figure out how to type oh. out an answer that was reasonable on, on Twitter. And I figured... I saw his name in the, the live chat. I may as well uh, just go ahead and interrupt. Yeah. Any yeah, all he, conversation to answer one question like he, that. I wish I could filter porn on Twitter better too, but that seems to be impossible. Well, you don't like friends. having random. As long women as I'm friends with people like Sam and Morpheus. Well, I mean, the fucking pop. dirty perv shot fucking AEW girl things that they're always read. You, Sam, Sam. Oh, we put you on the hot seat <laughs> now, boy. Did you or did you not repeat? <laughs> Over and over again, the process of the uh, who would you ship me with thing until you got sky blue and then you stopped. No, I, I updated it. I, I oh, updated who'd it. Who'd you get after that? I got um, I got one of the uh, Kardashians. Oh, yeah, I saw that. But you, you, the last one you posted chronologically was sky blue. And I said, you said, oh, you guys are going to bust my balls at my wedding, right? And what did I say? I said, I'm going to bust your balls for hitting the button until you got the one you wanted. It was, who would you shit? Yeah. Me? And Sam pushed the button like three or four times until it came up the AEW stick that he's got a crush on. I, I to be fair, though, I, think, I have up My wife says, my wife as an impartial judge says, that's cheating, Sam. <laughs> Why? What was the first one you got chronologically? Was it Kim? Uh, no. First one I got was Sydney Sweeney, actually. Who, by the way, I. Oh yeah. It's, All right. It's I don't know who that is. Neither do I. That's what makes it so. I know what she oh. looks like, but I don't know what she's been. I don't know what she's been in at all. Okay, so. Craig. Who would you gay ship Sam with? Um. I don't think I have the mental capacity to fully imagine that scenario. I'm thinking about it here. I know that's a long. I know that's a long way of saying no. You. 
Matt Damon. Well, I mean, yeah, Sam, make it happen, chat. Morpheus, you're out there. You know, you know what? Though? Give me some some Photoshop together. Sam and Matt Damon like eating ice cream. You know what? I will do him a solid. I'll do Sam a solid. The guy who got ass fucked in the Senate, at least you know he puts out. <laughs> there you go. You could do I... that one too. That one might be easier. <laughs> I know you're looking at me and saying, that's not a favor, asshole. <laughs> you just got to find that video, right? And like you put Sam's face over the fist guy. No, I. Uh... Or do you want to be. Hold on. Do you want to be the fister or the fisty? Uh. There's one answer to this. I think Fister would be better. Okay, fair. Sam, Sam. Always wash your hands. You can't wash your soul. True. <laughs> I always say you cannot unsuck a dick. A, just pretend you're a, a Midwestern mechanic trying to store out a cow. But it is fisting. I mean, then they call it fisting for a reason, right? That means getting the whole thing in there, doesn't it? My wife says usually up to the wrist. Okay, thanks from the referee. <laughs> oh, and, and, and in regards to, in, in regards to your wife's cheating comment, hey, if the Democrats can do it for elections, why can't I? There you go. And if Bill Clinton can smoke the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> kids no i brought that up craig originally because like kids don't know like that that's like public record actually right. what happened fucking well it's kind of like it's public record with that, uh, car, and then he smoked the whole thing and nobody stopped like to also, think about how fucking gross that is <laughs> it's also I mean, how how much do you think it smelled like bread in that office? Bread and like bacteria, right? Is that that has to be what it was? And uh, my wife said, "And fish." Oh well, yeah, look, if you're gonna have Damn. French cuisine, if you're gonna have French cuisine. You need a solid sourdough, and yeah. you need to have fish and chips, right? Oh my god. You just gotta have that cross-channel exchange of culture. Right? We, see, office. this is the thing: is like when it comes to like put downs, women are like just the most vicious, right? She went right for the throat with, well, she went right for the vag with fish. Well, well, yeah. that's that's she's a, not wrong. There's a bunch of diamines that come out there. Well, yeah, well, and everybody's seen like, Monica Lewinsky, so as soon as they hear that, they instantly cringe because it's probably true. Especially well, now, have you seen her? Like, didn't she try to like make a comeback recently? I'm pretty sure she did. Yeah, she. Yeah, come back from what? Sucking dick? <laughs> no, she. No, here's the hilarious thing. She did, tried I, to, did Jenna Jameson need to do a comeback too? Well, she came I guess back. She less famous multiple. dicks. Um, I mean, speaking of public record, it's a matter of public record that JFK was uh, was hanging around with the floozies at the time too. Oh yeah. And that's the thing, being part of like he that, was a family that, man. That Several Irish families, community, man. That's all they have to fucking talk about is all the different broads he was banging in Massachusetts long before he got to fucking Washington. And then he was the famous young hip guy. He he was like his fucking oh my god, what's her face? The the his wife, reminded me of fucking his wife uh, was the uh, trophy uh, wife. She was like they had like basically she had she, to accept it was an open relationship because he wasn't gonna be faithful. So you want to be first lady? 
He's gonna be banging Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Fuck you. you. You just reminded me of the fucking uh like say so this is and then he gets like, shot this in the head. Required, oh my god. Required internet lore for, for all, all the, the, the newbie children out there that need to be taught the ways. Uh, if you don't know what the most offensive videos is, then uh, then you need to know because uh, you you will be desensitized to to all the bullshit that people cry about when it comes to uh, uh, insensitive comedy, yeah. namely that they don't get it and it's very annoying and very sad for the people that they aren't and they need to speak for them. Well, this is just better. So uh, one of them is called the Great Dolomite Charlie Brown, and as a part of that. The, there's a part of that, that one of them is talking guy. to the other. One of them is talking to the other. He said, and he's talking about him fucking his way to his, his, The one character says to the other, you got to fuck your way to the top. Well, that's because Dolomite, that's how he... Man, I love Dolomite. I was and just that is, telling my wife about how, like, yeah. low-budget, like, films like that that used to be, like, organic black culture, people look at them as corny now, right? And they call them black exploitation. Right. But that's just actually good and like raw and like from the heart. Like Dolomite's a fucking. Yeah. If you're if you ain't watched yeah. some Dolomite, you missed out because that dude was a fucking legend. So I went ahead and mirrored their videos onto Odyssey. You know, full credit to them. Uh, they're, they, the website still exists, kinda. They aren't doing a lot of new content. That but they made it up to like 2014 or 2016 or whatever. Uh, for this shit came out when I was like in high school. This is fucking great. So here, I, I linked it to you guys. I'll throw it in the chat too. Fuck it. I, I this is the the mirrors on Odyssey that I, I put up there. So like, if if something new ever comes out, I'll you know, and I know I ever notice it, I'll throw it on there too. But I would go to their website first. But this all had to be downloaded like through um um, what the hell is the? It's not not Vimeo, but I had to go through a, a download mirror to get the actual file. Like they link them. And I think I, I copied their descriptors verbatim so you can get them yourself. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Mediafire. That was it. I had to go through like the Mediafire links to get the videos because like they get banned. This this shit used to get banned constantly. Sam, bring up that clip. <laughs> I wish I could because I'd already had it up just to illustrate Dolomite and also. <laughs> I and also I, take it, put his link out in the chat if you haven't. I like, his, like, unironically, without any, like, I hate kissing people's ass and I don't, but like, I actually no, listen to your podcast and it's one of the, and it's one of the only ones I listen. I listen to you guys and pot awful. That's it. <laughs> you know, everybody else I'm bores me to tears. So if, if that's <laughs> the best endorsement I can give. Is that I listen to this. I go out of my way, even though they don't have a large audience. These conversations are really interesting, and you don't hear a lot of interesting conversations anymore. And it's completely free, and uh, why not? The fake untitled podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I also a great name, by the way. (laughs) A hundred percent credit to Evan for that name. I thought that was that's entirely his on brand for him too. It's so we, perfect. We should we should start streaming this. Uh, sh- we should start multi streaming this show to Odyssey uh, again in twenty twenty four. Odyssey, like I find that Odyssey's niche is really for nerd shit, and it flourishes in that <laughs> like sector. 
And that's kind of why I love it as like it should stay that. It should focus on that. You know, so there's some edge stuff there too, but like I find a lot of the best shit I find on Odyssey is like science based. So so like um um some of the science YouTubers that I, I've followed for forever, uh I think a couple I even interact with uh on occasion are finding their way over to Odyssey, like Nerd Rage is on Odyssey now. Well, the big one for uh, me was Scott Manley. I know maybe yeah. that's like kind of yeah. niche to a lot of people, but as I, um, good. I played a lot of Kerbal, and like not only did he teach me to play Kerbal, but like in a fun way, I learned a lot about the physics of it too, you know, because you have yeah. to, to play Kerbal. Kerbal is actually pretty realistic in its own way. Well, hold on, hold on. It, it's motherfucking Ramadan, Charlie Brown. <laughs> But yeah, okay. <laughs> this shit will get you banned off of YouTube, though. Like, what shit. the fuck you doing, well, reading well, War and Peace? That's just the dust jacket. It's actually the Koran. Well, pimps up, hoes down, motherfucker. We gotta hit them sloppy booger bears and make bank. Linus, I'm getting out. <laughs> getting out of what? The whole business. Shit, you gonna give all this up? Eight track stereos, a color TV in every room, and all the hoes you could tap in a day? That's the American dream, nigga! Linus, I'm converting to Islam. <laughs> yeah, when the internet was fun. Masalaam my salama suck my dick, bitch. Yo, mama's so dirty. Whenever she goes swimming in the ocean, Exxon has to come and clean the spill. Now, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 see, I oh, must be really fucked up because I didn't find anything, any of this, like, too outrageous. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's, it, it's, this was the, this was normal humor back in 2000, 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This shit came out when I was graduating high school. 2006. Yeah, I, w I was, I was in middle school. Yeah, we. Uh... Well, I'm gonna use my pass here and just say the problem is new fags. That's my oh, one. Yeah. Man. That's my one, and I feel it's in context, right? Wow. Fully. No, no, I. It's, That's it's, a self-imposed rule, by the way, Craig. Like, I don't think anybody really cares, but I've been trying not to say the F slur on air as a conscious effort Fair to enough. um, not. In because Rumble's been good to us, and I think that they might, you know, one day have a problem with things like that. So I try and personally okay. not say it, but I think it's it in this case that it means the new people to the internet. It's like old school. I'll say school so instead now. Before before the uh, before new fag and old fag when when fortunes first came out as a thing in you know circa two thousand four, uh, those of us who had been on in the nineties, we came in. We we were old guard. And yeah. which is then then they had old fag. It's like okay, that's still not the old guard. There was cannibalism. Been on. Yeah, yeah, well, there, the <laughs> uh, 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 BME Pain Olympics was a common thing back then. Yeah, it's like it's shocking like, people with uh with a guy cutting God, his meat, own dick meat spin. laser. Meat yeah, meat spin, spin blue waffle, all that shit. The internet used to be like the hardest place to fucking get accustomed to everybody's so comfortable well, see, that's why locales are like a like a on the rise is because you get, like, 
everybody comfortable on the internet. They, they, these people get so comfortable on the internet, they forget it's a public place. I often, like when I was fucking with that Dave Grady guy, I've been going over some of that shit because it's hilarious. And when he threatened to beat me up, I specifically told him that, like, Dave, the internet is not, it's not private. It's a public place. You're posting in public so I can see it. And I comment on it because it's insane what you're putting in public. It's not a hard con. And I don't like, I'm not mean to that. That's the thing, I guess. I, I try to be nice to Dave that, but I document it. And the problem is, is when you're Dave, you don't want somebody documenting you yelling the N word out of bullhorn at your neighbors. Right. <laughs> but <shit>. like, <laughs> What am I supposed to do but laugh at you that? See, you see, I want to know what the functional difference is in his mind between him doing that and the people who made this cartoon. Because I bet you it's screwed up. Whatever that wiring is, is probably crossed out. It's you know, it's probably a short in there somewhere. Dave, well, my theory on Dave is that like, is an appropriate thing to do. Even all Dave's old trolls, and I was listening to the old footage because I wanted to get the clip of Dave saying he's going to beat me with a baseball bat because it's hilarious. But his old trolls were telling, they even say, I am the foremost internet Dave historian because I've put together, because Dave has been a low-cow since before the internet. And I know that sounds insane, but it's true. Oh, that's the thing. He was yeah. a low-cow locally on the CB radio. He would, like, try and intimidate truckers. <laughs> And then Dude, he would call into radio. Not, no, like, they could, I, they could triangulate you all the way back then, just fine. Yeah, you not, not know yeah, that? Like he, they knew where he was. Yeah, he, but he's stupid. See, so my theory, as the foremost <laughs> Daveologist who studied him for years in the wild, is that he stopped maturing at the age of thirteen, and he, uh, and he's on some form of um, disability for it, and he lives in public housing. And he puts up these videos, and I just find this man hilarious. Even his because he repeats himself over and over again, and he's so insistent on things, and he's so animated. Dave Grady, I got a question for you guys. And the fact that he wants to beat me up, like yeah. I love Dave so much, though. Don't hate do you remember? Me, do you remember the 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 first time you got properly punched in the face and you took a seat? Like you yeah. got you got your ass kicked. You remember the first time you actually got that had that happen? Yes, I remember not only the first. No, I have to. Well, I have to wonder. The most gruesome, right? I have to wonder. Did Dave ever go through that experience? Yes. Ah. But there you see, go. Dave, That's actually a bit Dave's of a an interesting case because his dad is actually a successful lawyer. But like Dave, there was always something wrong with basically both his kids. They both have schizophrenia. Dave has a brother. Oh. Who Dave's brother is just as crazy. But so Dave's <laughs> claim to fit. This is interesting. You're gonna like Dave Lore. I'm gonna give you the short of it because it's crazy. Dave's claim to fame is actually calling into like talk any talk radio with Colin, and you can find Dave calling in with his <laughs> retarded shenanigans to like Howard Stern, Opie, and Anthony. And then like as he started getting banned. Also, he learned of YouTube. And so there was two different audiences for Dave because the, the talk radio people didn't know about his YouTube people. And his YouTube people, actually, some of them started following him from like he would make crazy rants on fucking Craigslist about 
stuff. And then somebody called him a pedophile. And there's this famous video. It's, it's what brought my Dave to my attention years and years ago from hearing him on talk radio say, like, he would say, like, <laughs> he would say, like, there's this girl in my building and she's really hot and I like her, but she tells me to go away and she says I'm creepy. So I'm standing outside of her door right now and I'm going to leave a note. And the and these these poor talk hosts are trying to talk to him like he's a reasonable person. But like I said, Dave has like some form. I don't know specifically, but he has some form of schizophrenia. He takes medication for it. And I can tell when he's off of it because he does stupid shit. Right. But all you can do is watch. Wow. But I find the the watch fascinating when he set, tells yeah. the story. And these poor fucking hosts are like, Dave, here's a way that you could do things better. And he's like, I can't do it. That He always has an excuse for everything. He's the greatest guy ever because he's so, but he's not a harm to anybody as long as he's on his medication. That's what I basically do now is I'm kind of like, is if, if I show up, I tell him to take his medication. It's usually works. Wow. That sounds a lot like what Max and I did. Uh, for Johnny Fox. Yeah. Well, we tried to for do a t-shirt. Oh my God. We had the best idea ever. Okay. The first was t-shirts. I said, we'll run your whole store, Dave. It's easy. We'll just put you uh -huh. put a link in your description and we will set up an account to get you your money. And then his demand was that we had to do it in cash and send it to his P.O. box by mail. And I was uh -huh. like, Dave, otherwise the people will get it. Just give you a PayPal. And he's like, no, I'm old school. And so I was like, fine, I'll handle that. Even yeah. taking the fees and everything. I'll send it in an envelope to you, Dave. Just put the description. And he just never did. The other one was we were going to pay him several. And I still stand by this one, by the way. We were going to pay him several hundred dollars to do a podcast with Shmuley, which I still think would be funny. But at the time, it was even funnier because it was young, 18-year-old, virgin, uh, nerdy Shmuley. <laughs> And so the idea was to have him and Dave, who is completely inept with women and has the tendencies of stalker, and he's like accused, not accused. He went to jail because he said to his uh, food stamp worker that because his food stamps went down, he went on Twitter and told her he was going to rape her mm -hmm. because he's got yeah, problems. And then there was a time we sent him a big black dildo. I didn't send it to him, but one of my friends <laughs> did. And he opened. You know, that's that's been a um, a running gag amongst uh, my yeah, friend circle. I mean, it's on occasion, classic, is, uh, right? for for our birthdays to uh, to send the the largest one you can find. It's great because he famously thinks he's cool for wearing sunglasses all the time, but it's because his eyes are all fucked up. So when he he did the video opening them, he took his fucking shades off and looked at the camera and did a double uh. take. And then he said he wasn't going to show it on camera, so I showed the package the guy bought, and it was like the, it was the <laughs> big black eight inch rubber, uh, uh, what is it, suction cup with balls dildo, and then two years later you could see it in a video standing up on the suction cup right next to his fan. He said he threw it out, <laughs> but I swear to God, Dave still has the big black dildo that we sent him as a prank. And also, he still believes it was Ian Freeman, the host, former host of Free Talk Live, who's now famously in prison because running a bit scam, um, a Bitcoin <laughs> scam money laundering thing, basically. Oh, so, Mer so Mersh basically just stole his wearing glasses. Uh, 
Oh, Dave's from... been wearing sunglasses since day one. And Dave was on YouTube original. This is the thing. Dave has so much lore behind him. That's what makes him funny, I guess. No, but no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, well, what stole gonna his... do? Sam, you will be a big fan of this idea. And I don't know why. Dave, and I still want to do it. Maybe we could do it without him. But I wanted to do a Friars Club style roast of Dave mm -hmm. Grady as a charity to raise money to get Dave more video equipment so he can make better videos. And we would all wear suits yeah. and we would write jokes <laughs> about Dave. And then Dave gets the last word to say whatever he wants about all of us. Don't you think that that would be great comedy to do a lull cow roast? Like yeah. club style? Well, I think that yeah. the, the part at the end where he it's charity specifically is meant to get him somewhere better. I think that part, like yeah. that part cannot be stressed enough as how awesome that would be for him. Dave hates my guts and, and is threatened to kick my ass on many. He actually had advertised he was going to do his Dave's ass kicking summer tour. This was last summer where he was going to mm -hmm. go beat me up. This guy who makes fun of him called Ticklewood, who's like his friend also. Uh, Gary in Indiana and his all time evilest rival, even more so than me. Mook H. And he was going to drive around the country beating us all up in a big tour. Dave's ass kicking summer tour. Spoiler, he didn't do any of that. How do you find out gas costs money? Yes. And he's poor. That's unfortunate. <laughs> and so he went back to begging for $6 a month to pay his rent. Mm -hmm. My $6 a month. I have a trailer. For like we made like a cinematic Marvel Cinematic Universe style trailer about Dave, but the problem is I can't keep it on YouTube because a we use the Avengers trailer music and clips from it, and b he says the n word like four times, but like my artistic integrity says that I shouldn't cut it, and it should just not put it on YouTube. Maybe I should put it on like one of these other sites, the Dave Grady Universe trailer. And it's just I, funny he's it, um, a friend, a longtime friend of mine, Iron Man, just came to me one day with a script that he wrote <laughs> and he had voice acted, <laughs> sounding just like the Marvel guy about one of Dave Grady's videos where he started begging for six dollars a month because they raised his rent. And he's like, six dollars a month or forty two dollars for the next seven months. And Dave repeats himself like six hundred times in a video. So I edited clips of him saying all kinds of wild shit and then put it to the Marvel movie with Iron Man narrating it like the the Marvel narrator guy. And it's but I had to leave the fucking N-word bit in because it's like the first thing he says, it's like dramatic pause. And Dave says, everybody knows I hate it's like I can't take it out. You know what I mean? It's like I put it in there. Yeah, because that's Dave. Dave has a hat. There's a picture that I can't show anywhere. If you want to see the picture, join my Gilded. It's in the Dave Grady channel on my Gilded. But he had Does it make him actually look like a dickhead? He, yeah, it's a hat he made himself and wore on camera. Oh my God. And in letters, he, he taped a big white piece of paper to it and wrote, I hate N. Mm-hmm. And that was his New Year's picture because his joke was everybody was wearing the New Year's hats and glasses and he's poor. So he was trying mm -hmm. to own them 
and he wrote that on his hat. And so I have this Dude. picture of Dave saying, I hate ends on his hat. I have a question for you guys. And um, Dave is stupid yeah. to even know what that means. That's the funniest part you, of all. If you click on that search link and you, it's, it's hashtag Islam on Twitter. Oh, God. Are you able to see anything? Because I am not getting anything for top or latest. And it's just funny to me. It's tickling me. Oh, God. We're going to. It's it's like the anti Charlie Hebdo phenomenon he's, here. He's, he's converting <laughs> us to Zog, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's happening here, obviously. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm inviting you to laugh at the fact that Twitter is afraid of uh, Muslims. Well, I mean, y'all got some good food, so it's kind of tempting. Yeah. Although you can be Irish and get ju good Jewish food, because like there's places around here that sell that shit. Obviously. There's like there's like one synagogue in like every fucking county, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh like right down the fucking street, basically. You seeing anything? I guess that's no. part of the plan, isn't it, Craig? You guys are everywhere. <laughs> Doing all these evil jobs like doctor. <laughs> fucking yeah, we're, lawyer. We're we're, oh. we're raising Hold on, lawyer is kind of fucked up, but there's a lot of... No, nobody people. likes lawyers, though. Yeah, everybody hates lawyers. Jewish mothers weep when their sons choose lawyer. Because <laughs> they know eventually they're going to marry a doctor and have a divorce. Or banker, although the most evil of guys of all, except that most of them are like middle class or upper middle class type bankers and... Yeah. They're not exactly in a position to screw too many people, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I, I've like noticed... many Jews, I've also found the power of a credit union over a, a large shitty bank like Bank of America. Well, like like many cheap people, I too have found the power of a federal credit union over <laughs> notoriously cheap Irish people also believe in mm -hmm. Credit union. Well, I, I've I've noticed that I've noticed that the people who uh, really that's hate not oh that's not over the line, Sam, is it? Am I racist? No, I well, well I'll I was, do you one better. I was gonna say I was gonna say though I've noticed that the people who rail against bankers uh, tend to suck with money themselves. So true, yeah, well, kind of like the banks this year, huh? Well, that seems to be a running theme with a lot of people. Is there's a, like they're in a position where there's obviously jealousy, and that's kind of a biasing factor, you know? Yeah, but it, well, it's it's like I I and I had to I had to say this, but it's like you know, Mersh, like he was like he don't hate against... the rich though. Become the rich, you fucking. You know, Mersh has got this funny thing that he does. And I only, I only like watch him like on occasion, and it's when he gets like flabbergasted, he turns into Harvey Firestein. You know the 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 sidekick guy from uh, um, uh, from the Alien movie. Yeah, uh, where he, he's just like the, the in the radio takes like. <laughs> did you uh? Comes up the the gold bloom is like hey hey. Did you ever How see? How we gonna get out of this? I did love all the fucking like former O and A era guys like the hangers on because they. Like they all make a living, but none of them really transition to the internet properly because they're not of the internet. So they're still doing their same boomer shit to their same boomer audience. No. And like, like Dick Masterson, his shit's lame. He yells. Oh, there you go. 
you know, it's like he sucks. People, I I've, I had never heard of a lot of those people because I I'm more of an internet guy. The only thing he did that was funny was piss off Maddox. Yeah, that that that's that's the extent of his internet career that was. Abuse I didn't even hear of about any, any, any of that either because I didn't know who Maddox really was. I wasn't into that side of the internet. The I only don't thing Maddox that. ever did was be upset at, at Dick Masterson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the best website in the universe, didn't you know? Because nobody goes there. <laughs> I was looking at I was looking at crazy people on crazy parts of the internet because that's I find it fast. I like you know what I really like, and that's probably what draws me to it, is I like the concept of outsider art, whether it's consensual or not. Like in, in a sense, it's all consensual if you're putting it out on the internet. But like outsider art, obviously, if you're not familiar with the term, I'm not saying you, but like it usually refers to people who are like mentally unwell in some way, creating art either intentionally or unintentionally. The lesser known Jackson Pollocks. Yeah. And like but then tell you that their scribble says cheeseburger. This guy, Dice Golden, I think falls in that category for me, unironically. Like I'm a yeah. big fan. And it's the most insane shit of this fat Mexican kid acting out these violent gang fantasies of a prison life but he keeps track of all the characters and he plays them all and he stops it in between and he changes costumes and it's usually like a fake mustache or a beard or a hat but if you actually follow the hours of insanity of this kid's content where he's constantly beating up the camera to simulate a fight and doing fake blood and cutting limbs off it's kind of like a reflection of our society. I hate to sound like pretentious, but I, I like, <laughs> I can't get away from it. He made, he started with it was unwatchable, and despite like how much he hated me for making fun of him, he took my criticisms under advisement. And although he didn't improve the content, it was still horrible. He simulated <laughs> gang rapes and shit. He simulated raping himself. Um, it got to a point where it was one of those things you can't stop watching if you start. It was actually entertaining for whatever it was. The sad but, thing is it sounds like therapy would, A, find out why he thinks raping himself is something that you should put on the internet. And B, um, it would probably destroy the creativity that's going into this to deal with whatever yeah. the fuck caused him to do that in the first place. And then he's like, I said he needed music and like, he's this like weird Mexican kid that hangs out in like Yahoo open chats basically. Right. And so I didn't know what kind of music he would add. And he added the most insane, like specific local death metal I'd ever heard. And it's actually pretty awesome. <laughs> and it gives his, like, even my wife will admit like some of Dice Golden shit is actually fun to watch. Maybe not for the reason he wants, but like I defend that it should be there. And he says all the slurs and he does all the violence and it's horrific. But it is art and, and I appreciate it. He doesn't appreciate my appreciate. That's the thing. They never appreciate because I like it for different reasons than they intended. Well, that well, that's the thing like that. I've noticed that those type of people, they never want you to appreciate their art, per se. I feel like Johnny Fox, to me, was more of a traditional low cow, but he made it personal. 
But now he's just afraid of me. He talks about me all the time on his new little channel. But it's funny because if you look at his social blade, you can see he got all his subscribers on one day. What a shock. And he does get views. I'm not going to take that away from Johnny. But I think a lot of those views are from Facebook ads. And so I think he's paying money to get them. And that's kind of like whatever then, isn't it? Because he's not going to lie. He's getting like 4000 That's nothing on YouTube now. And all he's talking about is Boogie and King Cobra JFS and shit. Like the most <laughs> mainstream locales there is. But he thinks he's really funny. And these people think he's really funny. But they strike me as like, you know, Facebook boomers. <laughs> so that's cool. And I heard I heard like he even brought me up after he told me, after mm -hmm. I basically stopped dealing with him. Now just remembering something or another. He brings you up and my brother all the time as like that's, a, that's, oh, I got a story about the time that they stabbed me in the back. And, uh, ah, okay. Well, there's that. The pity party shit that he does. It's he, Once he's yep. added you to the list of enemies, he's always going to do that, right? That's his thing. Oh, my ex-girlfriend. Oh, this guy that used to mess with. I'm the stalker. Oh, dude. I'm the stalker, so I get the worst one of all. Yeah. So here's the fucked up thing. He and, talks and about also, And also, I made his sister have a stroke. Did you know that? Oh, the, the lawsuits, yes. Yeah. To, to, that two, you were filing, not year, him. Two yes. years before I met him, I made his sister have a stroke. So... I had been mutuals with Cap on Twatter for quite a long time um, during the whole Gamergate shit. So he would talk about Cap, and I never actually put together that he meant Cap and Corrosive on Twitter. Oh, God. I, she asks not to be brought and up. So she, regard. I, 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 I feel bad for her on this one. And, and, and it's only brief here because just, she, just, she and I had a little talk. Don't, don't draw attention to her Twitter again is all I'm saying. Like I, She I, asked I, me that. Because she she wants nothing to do with him is a you know spoiler, yeah. she is um, very I, creeped I, out. That was by the him. point I was going to get to was that she reached out to me, and we we talked a little bit, and it finally clicked that he meant her. Yeah, and which was a mind fuck for me because I just hadn't like ever asked him who this person was like on on wherever what social. Like, do I know this person? I just assumed it was someone he met somewhere else. It's like, she... holy fuck! All the time, like, that's just that was that was just kind of mind blowing because, like, of course, he's doing that the wasn't same thing. thing now with um, what is her name? Is on Twitter, Strawberry Narwhal or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, he simps so he's hard cool. for her. If you just look at his Twitter, because he, you know, right. he, 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 he shouts fucking fish air. Yeah. Yeah, fish air. Every fucking minute of his day, fish a, get me the tete. Yeah, okay. He's always out for like the one. He's got the creeper thing for one girl, and she told me all about this when she heard I was doing the documentary. She reached out to me, and was like, "Hey, I got all this, and I I didn't use any of it because she was like, I don't want him to talk about me. So that's all I said. I gave him that message. If you because she wanted to dox him straight up." She was like, she's like, that. oh, you want to expose Johnny Fox? Yeah, I got the goods. I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, I really wish you would have taken some things better. Like the part of the problem well, what she really wanted isn't to do that, right? What she wanted is to fucking leave me the fuck alone. He wrote right. a book about her and shit. It's weird. 
that's the thing that was also screwing with like did you read that he, book by the way no he killed her he, he killed her in the book spoiler yeah he wrote a book about this girl and then he kills her in it and i yeah. and that's what i brought to her attention i was like because i did read all his books i did my wait, homework for the wait i wait i think he tried to i holy he, shit he, i think he said it wasn't about her the book was called k is away and he took it down from everything no that that was the book that he came on to promote on my show. I think. Yeah, it was killing his online, what he thought was his girlfriend because she wasn't his girlfriend. And so he wrote a book about killing her, like a fantasy. Yeesh, that's... Uh... Yeah. yeah, she's married and she was very explicit with him from the beginning that she had no romantic interest in him, but that she felt... This is the thing with Johnny Fox, right? She felt sorry for him. Yep. Well... Yeah, and that's that's his whole story. Is he gets people by they feel bad for him. You know. Well, I was gonna say he's a very sympathetic character, and that his his personal failings, you know, so so catastrophically impact him in the way they do. Mm-hmm. And um, and he spends his entire existence trying to pretend they don't exist. He and he fails to improve, and it's one of those things like where he got game footage, you know, snoring while he was supposedly playing. Um, like he'll he, still deny that to this day, even though he's admitted it. When he got hardcore caught with that, and Templar came in from uh, um, from the DDM sort of like when Tem- when DDM got wind and they came in and just like ravaged him online over that shit. Yeah. Um, that was traumatizing for him, and it should have been. And I finally like Max and I had him in conversation. Um. And got him to come around to the point where we were double X Max. It also had a point where the fucking the very legality of let's plays was like a, a topic, right? Right. Here, here he is. Like some people were saying to do a let's play without commentary like that. Because it that's wasn't even a let's play. He stole long play footage. That's yeah, it's thing. a long play, right? And people were debating at the time in, in those days the DMCA validity of a long play yeah. itself. Right, like, let alone gone, let's plays. Yeah, because because it's not a commentary playthrough at all. It's just the game, and it's the just whole game. Playing. And he just yeah. put it on, and he fell asleep and snoring, and so he stole. Not only like if you argued that they stole the game somehow IP by doing the long play, he stole that guy's gameplay footage and just fell asleep and thought like nobody's ever gonna say anything about like, it. Like when DDM came in and Templar being the asshole he is, and they proved it with like frame by frame pixel, like you can just see they, it in a second. They caught him cold, and it should have been a knock to the head to square himself up. And you know, your brother and I thought we had gotten him like to a point where he was accepting this and he was going to learn from it and do something different. And what happens is that when he finally he goes some and does something else, and he he finds a way to escape his previous persona. And when he, when he shows up, when he, he finally gets to a large enough size, one of the GDM fuckers will find him. And it's like an immune reaction. Or me. I, I don't say anything anymore. I just watch. He hasn't done anything to to warrant like well, a I, video. Like, I feel kind of bad. Like I still feel bad about that part because that shit will keep up with him and he doesn't have the capacity I told so, him really I just told by, him by example, I didn't have the capacity to handle it yet. 
I'm a spiteful Irish motherfucker. I kept my word. I'll talk. I watch. And if he does something bad enough, I, I usually it's a screenshot like, haha, Boogie interacted with him. So he put up seven mini videos about it in four minutes, right? Because he does that shit because he's a fucking weirdo. And he doesn't know, he doesn't understand why he never gets any growth. Like, even if he gets like an audience like he has, he immediately floods them with other stuff that they didn't come for. And that reduces his fucking engagement in the algorithm, right? And it's like basic one-on-one. Like, don't flood your audience that's there for low-cow shit with, like, audiobooks, which is what he did, which is what he still does. Yeah, which is funny because he was, like, talking to me about, like, about, like doing marketing stuff for... And, like, his... his books aren't very good. Like, I'm... And I, and I don't feel bad saying it because they're not. Right, they're really amateurish, and it, in a funny way, a lot of times, like the fucking ripped armrests, it's just hilarious. He's mad because, like, my he's mad at me now because chief, I have chief sat down into his chair with two ripped armrests or whatever. It's so funny, man. I did it, I, I did like for the best for him. Like, I, really I did do want a, him to like not run into these problems over and over again. But I mean, especially after telling me that I'm not his friend and I haven't and I never was like that part. It's just kind of like, well, I, I don't know why I spent my time trying to help you like that then. Yeah, I was above, well above and beyond common courtesy. Well, and the, and the stabbed in the and, back. You know, that, kind of, that hurt enough just hearing that. And then he's listening to this, some random new fag who shows up and starts screaming about how his, his friends are really laughing at him behind his back. It's like, you know, you don't want to check in with us and see, like, maybe we're trying to help you out instead of well, fuck with you. And I had the audio. We were talking, literally, we were joking about Ethan Ralph because I wasn't as up to date as some <laughs> of you guys, right? And that's so great. you guys were filling me in on what a scumbag Ethan Ralph was because I that, that's, that's not really my side of the internet. And, yeah. and then he came, that the friend, you know, his bestest friend in the world now that he met a month ago said the guys are talking shit about you it was literally about ethan ralph and i had the audio i played it on my show just to prove it right but johnny was insistent that all his best friends had stabbed him in the back and then he doxed me at one point it's a whole dramatic thing and all i said is johnny just grow the fuck up he he's now mad at me because uh my book has outsold my one book has outsold his I wonder yeah. how well my book's done. Seven. Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> In an age where it's easy to self-publish, though, he acts like he's a big deal, but he's not. And his books are mediocre at best, and they're well, amateurish through and through, right? Well, that's the whole thing, too. Is some like... of them are disgusting, childish, like... Like I said, like he he rapes and murders his ex-girlfriend in that book. I forgot that he raped her first. So... Mine isn't self-published. I don't know how I check like the stats on it. Let's scroll down here. Yeah, well, that, low. I hope so anyway. <laughs> well, that's the other thing too. Is he uh, he lied about like being published with uh, Penguin? Uh, Oof. Yeah, yeah. I called Penguin because that was an absurd claim from him. I'm I'm not sorry about that either. I don't think that's doxing either. 
I think he put that claim on his website that he had a contract with Penguin and that they've now acquired his website. So I fucking called them and they referred me to their legal department. I played the whole fucking call. I told them I was recording it. They understood. They wanted me to record it because this fucking psycho says he has a deal with us. They get that a lot, is what she told me. And it's actually good that I called. And I said, well, I'm just checking in because uh, this guy says a lot of really outlandish things, you know? Like, how do you check how well a book did by ISBN or whatever? That's what I want to find out. Uh, or just by looking at where I don't have any idea where to look. That's okay. This is not a book I expect to do well. Because it's it, it's it it's a it's, more, it's not a textbook. So on occasion, what'll happen is like it's ACS does this a lot, and this is something that happens in technical um, circles. Is you'll get a call for papers for a publication like this. So the the chapters basically are refereed papers, like they're it's effectively peer reviewed stuff, but it's a collection of uh, um, papers on a specific topic. In this case. Added me so 3D printing. Right. So, like, a person like me would buy this because I might be interested in 3D printing and seeing how people are doing stuff like modeling and actually right. getting things to work, etc. Uh, a, a hobbyist or a specialist might eventually buy one of these. Mm. But I wouldn't expect, like, you know, people to go out and buy it like uh, uh, that New York Times best 50, color, baby. like 50 Shades of Grey kind of popularity. Mm. You know, the movie based on this novel, on this little novel here, would be very boring. Well, that's what's going to happen. With, slowly. That's what's going to happen with Sam's book. It's a spy thriller, actually. Ah. Pretty dope, and it's part of a trilogy. You can buy ah. it on his uh, shop on Amazon. Yeah, and so. so it's basically uh, born identity. I have one more topic. If everybody's up for it, I was going to yeah. talk about it's kind of important and completely unrelated to everything we talked about before but all right is it uh, but real quick but before we do that shill your book yeah so uh you can buy uh shadows of deception new cover uh on amazon uh unfortunately it won't the new get... improved version yes uh Unfortunately, it won't get here until after uh, Christmas because that window has passed. Uh, but uh, you can a good New Year's read on the shitter after you... a good Christmas dinner. Yep. So and, it's a page-turning uh... bathroom reader, then, is it? But yeah, I or, think, personally, or... I think so. Or you the, be or... the judge, but I think it also would make a great film with like. I don't know, just Sam. Get I Matt mean. Damon. I yeah, Sam, oh yeah. Chat remember Sam and Matt I, Damon are now a thing. Well, right? I think I think it'll I think it'll be like it. it's reality. Clip I think, it and ship it. I well, that's the thing, is like Matt Damon has played Jason Bourne, right? So that I was the joke I, was making. I I had to I so look, I had to like you know, get his attention somehow. Mine. Um, oh, get that uh, that that twink that's uh, playing um, um, the Artrades character in the the latest retelling of Dune that they're fucking up. 
Damon, uh, Damon Whitfield, buddy comedy. They're both cops, and the the joke is that they're gay. They're very, very gay. Super dude, gay, dude. Cameo just like for the meme. 80s parody gay. Cameo for the meme. Donut operator. Yeah, and Matt Damon's given for the Sam gay, a for the gay joke, not for his actual need to you know go over what you're doing in the show. Sorry, so. baby. She said not to dance. I apologize, audience. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So, okay, one you topic. Know, words are not enough. That is not a substantive uh-huh. apology. I demand reparations. Uh, I, I, <sighs> I guess 40 acres and a mule. It'll Build me a synagogue, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right away, master. <laughs> Uh, okay it's because it's a serious topic for men i think and i have a friend that kind of um none of none of you would even know but like he's anonymously uh kind of informed me of a problem he's having that i think is worth a discussion and it's it's kind of serious but it, it is a little uncomfortable is that he was recently he's been married a couple years now and they're kind of getting serious about having a kid, right? And they went and got tested. And he found out that the problem is actually him. And the problem is, is that he has a low sperm count and he has low testosterone. And he's like a 32-year-old guy. Kind of an artist type. That's why I know him, obviously. I'm the fucking guy who knows artists, right? Fucking, um, he's, he's into art. He mostly keeps that to himself. He's like a working stiff, right? right. And um, he, he, he's a nerd, so he plays like Dungeons and Dragons. And um, so, of course, I'm the guy he's going to come to to ask, like, do you think there's anything I do to, like, raise my tea? Because, like, I'm like a pro-masculinity guy, body, right? Work your ass out, and when your body demands it, give it red meat. Red meat? That's the first thing I said. Red but, meat, but work out. Don't. Don't just cram red meat. That won't and, do it. You have to be working out. And your body has to be demanding it. And and remember, remember, he's a married man. So the third thing, yeah. and I think this is a pillar of success, especially for a married man, is no fat. And what that means is if you're a married man, you can have sex, right? But it's about if you're going to come, you come in your wife that you're trying to impregnate. And uh, that's Plus, it. If you're trying to have a kid and you're masturbating, then you have a problem. Yeah. Like no fat, and and even if you're not trying to have a kid, if you're just trying to raise your fucking teeth, right? I, so I, I was gonna say that's that's one of the things that it does is it will it will lower your testosterone. Yeah. Um, not by like a giant margin, but like if it's an everything counts kind of situation, like it sounds like, that's one of the things that counts. But it especially and just, if just you're on, on the, the functional basis, trying to have a kid comeback, means it has to get in her. That's what I mean. If you're doing the I'm changing my ways thing. In conjunction with that, it's gonna raise yeah. your teeth, right? So you've been, oh, yeah. you know, I'm not. I I didn't ask his jerk off habits. I just say, hey, <laughs> this is the way to no, because I've been advocating the no fat for a long time. Actually, we did the no fat challenge. Uh, hey, gentlemen, if you have not tried it, it's pretty simple. Thirty day, whether you're single or married, it doesn't matter. Sure. The thirty day no fat challenge. It's a test of your fucking will. It really is, and the only person. You don't even need to share the results. It's an honor system, obviously. But, like, can you go? Well, it's a like month? running track. 
it's like running track. It's a, it's all about PR. It's not about you know who wins the races in between. Especially if you're suffering from low T and you're really serious. So, and he is. He loves his wife there. Sure. They lived together a long time. Also, well, another thing about they, the whole they met sex in thing. high school, right? They've been in love for a very long time. They yeah. went to college, and 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 uh, long distance even stayed together, right? Yeah. And um, they've been through it all. And she really wants a kid, and he says he wants a kid. And I don't know. Sometimes being his friend, I kind of have doubts if he does. He's a little immature. But other than that, and that's what I mean. I think that part of it is he's a little immature. So he has some immature habits that we can all, as men in modern well, age, here's, here's another thing in. to say about it to him is is that your body, so like masturbation, you know, just considering it as an evolutionary strategy, um, your pipes need cleaning. That you need to get the you need to get the poison out uh, in order to have a healthy prostate, right. uh, and that's something that that men should know early on is. It's one of the reasons why I would say, like, for, for especially for a person who's not in a relationship, for a person, for a guy who's not in a relationship, getting it out on the regular is fine if it's not like every five fucking minutes, you know. Well, and there's but also, when you're, when, there's if also, you're in a relationship with a woman and you're you're trying to have a kid, like those, that's very specifically something where you should not be doing that because you should be clearing your pipes with her. Like that should be something yeah. that you routinely do. Feel free to correct me, but I've heard I, this is what I understand from what I've heard and read is that also there's a, a, a hormonal problem, and I believe it's cortisol um, that is produced when a man masturbates that causes it because it's a stress thing of you're not coming in abroad mm -hmm. because biologically that's what you're wired to do that can be mitigated simply by the presence of abroad. So that's why I say it's easy as a married man. To go on a no fap, and the other thing he even said, the well, oxytocin with, also helps there. With the yeah, oxytocin is the opposite; it's the cure to it. Yeah, right. Um, you get the, the stress hormone by jerking off. Women and touching women produces oxytocin, which counteracts that. Right. This is good for you. So you're a married man. I I don't necessarily the advice for a single man would be different, right? But he's a married man. And right. even his, his wife has kind of been complaining he doesn't fuck her enough. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like it's all related, man. And that's that means he so and, and here's here's something that I would I would pause. Gentlemen, you that. gotta please her, man. It's it's not just that, it's that you it's not even like if he is not if he's clearly he's probably in the mood at certain points, but he has to you can't wait for that to come to you. you oh no, should, there's been cases. You, even if you like, if, if you, even if you just start talking it in the abstract and then move directly in towards initiation, he should be initiating because that's what she's waiting for. But it's going to take like a, I hate to sound like new age hippie, but like kind of a holistic approach to like, yeah, well, there's other stuff. Life. Yeah. Yeah, and I even said maybe well, so, get a, so um, maybe get a manlier hobby than fucking rolling dice and D and D. I love me some D and D. So I I, I don't like going to the maybe go outside some fucking gym right? stuff. But like you know, going for walks is is here's what happens when you when you stress your body and you start breaking down muscle. Your body craves muscle in the diet. Mm. Between those kind of times where you you go out and you like do bulk building or or you do like ex, like rather ex, excessive aerobics, um, you should be eating a lot of fish and chicken to fish and chicken to keep your meat 
diet up. You're I, not, not going to be craving red meat at that time. That's fine. You don't eat red meat to get in the mood to work out. You work out to eat the red meat. See, I had a heart attack, right? So I kind of take it easy right. on the red meat. But also, right. also, gentlemen, I just got my test results back, and it was like a 2.1. And the average American male half my age is like a 1.3 because the testosterone levels have just dropped through the fucking floor. And there's things you can do, especially, like I said, as a married man, one of them is yeah. if you stop jerking off, I was like, I don't even need to know about your habits at all. I'm just telling you. That's the first thing you cut out. Eat some red meat. It's it's Good also meat. weird that it's a thing, but clearing out. clearing out your system with your wife is something that will keep your testosterone steady or raise it. And if you're doing the no fat, eventually, make your, even if you're not interested to begin with because of your low T levels, as you go through the no fat, you're going to want to get your cummies eventually, and your wife's yeah. butt's going to start looking real good, gentlemen. This is how so there's, there's basically... Two ways that you can you can reduce your risk of prostate cancer as a guy. One of them is to make sure that you're routinely passing stuff through your prostate and using that muscle properly. The other way is like I'm talking decades long, 100% abstinence. Those are the only two ways that we basically know of right now that you will reduce your risk of prostate cancer. If you're like you know going. No fat for like three months, and then you just no, the kind of lay into it. The, the I, I'm not, I'm not saying the challenge thing here. I'm just yeah. saying like as a thing, if you start like vacillating like that and you don't take it seriously, like especially as a married man who should be doing the routine even... fluid transfers through his prostate with his wife, like you're going to run into the cancer risk there if you have those dry spells like that. Right. And 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 there's an element that uh, in, in mostly comes from like the left that pushes that to like encourage yeah. young men to do it more but like right. at the same time as it's important to clean your pipes right uh they they can only get so clean gentlemen right right so <laughs> anything, anything in excess is a problem and this is what i right. th i think and he doesn't tell me about these things but you suspect you look you got you know you got your friend that's the weird porn guy and you just tell him hey i don't like to see that and he respects it kind of thing I know he's into weird porn or something, right? Obviously, because he's an artist, and every once in a while, the pictures are a little weird. And 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 so I think that's all tied together, man. He's like watching the animes, and it makes you gay. <laughs> I don't know, but either way, like the best way to turn it around, if you really How? are serious, it's a because to I tried to tell him like a child is a commitment more than just like a new job. Yeah, gotta be there. Yeah, unless you want a lot of the a lot of the, the yeah. fucked up stuff that you have to deal with by yourself, you can't you can't deal you can't be seen dealing with a lot of your your own emotional baggage in front of your kid kind of thing. Being being like a that, dad, kind of, that kind of stability has to be there. Being a dad is sometimes just eating shit in life, and straight up yeah. for yeah. the better of other people. There's no 100%. other way around it, and it, but it's beautiful at the same time, and I wouldn't trade well, it. And if you have a wife that loves you, you can confide in her about these things, and mm -hmm. then you know still deal with it. But like, you know, you can deal with it. You can deal with your problems together well enough to not make that a part of your kid's life. Right. Yeah. And that, that kind of maturity I is hard. I was. Um, there's an account I follow. Shout out to uh, Save Save Your Sons on Twitter. That does like wholesome dad shit, right? 
And um, I've I relayed a fucking story that like they said somebody said the difference in children's upbringing between poor and rich and abuse and stuff is like unfair. And uh, I just said like, yeah, I was raised in a <laughs> violent, broken home, and I gave my son an intact, loving one. Wouldn't that make that unfair to me? LOL. Like, are you stupid? Well, you know what's what's interesting about that is that such a dramatic transition is is not very common. No, I I understand that, but and the funny the other funny thing is that it wasn't violent or as as traumatic, I think. But my mother, uh, her parents separated when she was young. Mm. Uh, but like, but like in her uh, in her teens, basically, is when she ended up coming down here to Florida from from uh, up there in Brooklyn. And my dad, um, I think he had basically had to see his dad, you know, go through the hospital and die. Uh, and his mother died, and so he 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 pawned at sixteen. He pawned his high school ring for gas money and drove a motorcycle from Heightstown, New Jersey, down to Florida. <laughs> so a, a a gold ring was enough to get you uh, enough gas to get from up there to down here. And then uh, have enough for like putting down a deposit on a uh, cheap shit rental place to find some work and do construction. 